This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. Yeah, another day. More sports talk right here on the opening kickoff. Appreciate you being part of our show here on, uh, what's today? Wednesday? I never know. It's so confusing on a holiday week, but welcome in. We're here with you regardless of the day for the next three hours right here on the sports station. WNSP and WNSP.com. Lee, you had an opportunity to take Michael Bronner for everything he's worth. Everything. You'd be a rich, no, you'd be a more rich man. A, the most richest man ever. Sometimes being rich. And you didn't take the no, bet. Sometimes all the money in the world can't bring you happiness. Well, it couldn't hurt. And if we remember correctly, Bronner over there just guaranteed we'd have a top 10 matchup in Tuscaloosa. I would have had to borrow some money from it, Mark. Uh, morning. I, you know, I'd hate mm. to see Michael on his knees begging for a raise here. You know, it'd be so disgraceful, and he wouldn't get it. So that, that's why I decided. Oh, you must have left early yesterday. No, okay. I, I decided to save save the embarrassment for Michael, and, you know, true. Uh, now, didn't they get into the top ten in the coaches' poll, Texas? I don't know. Did the coaches' poll even come out? Yeah, they both come out <laughs> at the same time. But we were right. Florida State got up to number four in the AP. Duke and Colorado got in there. Clemson, boy, that's one of the biggest falls I've ever seen. I mean, that they took a tumble all the way down to the 25. The are very unforgiving in week one. Exactly. They really were. And these are, the, of course, the media people who vote. Uh, maybe You know, the coaches vote on their own poll. But uh, Alabama stays at number three. And go ahead. I was going to ask you guys, do you think we often talk about over the last couple of years how whether or not these polls, these meaningless polls impact the college football playoff committee and Bill Hancock will come on and say, no, absolutely not. All that kind of stuff. But do you think the reverse is true? Do you think that the college football playoff committee's uh, reasoning and thinking over the last couple of years has impacted the way that AP voters and coaches poll voters look at their ballots? Well, it's hard for me to put myself in the position of the 13, but I don't think they're swayed by the AP and the coaches. Now they have their own poll, which comes out. Is that what you're re- No, I'm saying reverse. Do you think like the, the AP voters and the coaches now have been impacted by the way the college football committee does yeah. their rankings I every would, week? I would first of all because those because those teams drop so well, dramatically, and there's been such a dramatic shift right. in the poll. Yeah, I, well, I think one thing is for sure that in, in years gone by, a long time ago, it was hard to move teams down as precipitously as we saw yesterday. Uh, things change overnight these days. There's this sudden, there's a knee-jerk reaction each week for like a, a Clemson to drop as far down as they did or. You know, I don't know if years ago if Colorado would have moved in there as quickly as they did or even Duke, but things have changed, and there's always this knee-jerk reaction. We react just to the one week and and so forth. What I do think is, while it's tough to answer that question, I think the media, the ones who vote on the AP poll, what, the 60 or 70 so, 
I think that they take a closer look. I'm not sure about the coaches poll because I don't know how many coaches actually vote on it, Mark. I don't know if they hand it off to a sports information director or a grad assistant or something like that. So it's hard to tell in that case. And I'm not sure also if in the case of the coaches poll, if sometimes they try to make their game more attractive by you know allowing a team they're playing to maybe move up. Uh, to a top 20 or top 25. I'm not sure that they really put that much attention to it because we always hear about coaches play at one game at a time, and the only thing they're focused in is on that next game. Uh, maybe if Alabama's playing Idaho, Nick Saban's not worrying about what's going on around the nation. And again, not knowing if it's the sports information director or somebody else that's voting on the poll, it's hard to ascertain. But I think with the media people, that they're, they're quick to jump uh, these days, you know, if a team does well for one game, yeah, let's put them in. And they react more quickly than they once did uh, years ago. I think today it's uh, more of a catch-up as to what some of the things that have been going on. And one thing in particular that we had fun with, because we raised the question yesterday, was Riley Leonard. And I had raised the question, well, that the Duke quarterback, Fairhope Native, would have to go to class. Well, not only does he have to go to class, but he appealed to a professor to allow him to get an extension and and michael do we have the uh, response from that professor that he actually uh, they put a, vid, uh, a video out uh, his response to riley leonard uh, michael can we play that yeah i got the whole thing professor taylor if you're seeing this please let me turn in my homework late because it's due tonight i think it's 12 so it may already be 12. Hey, Riley, great game last night, man. It was so exciting. Congratulations to you and all your teammates. But you know, Wesley Williams and the other linemen who were in the class, they said they prepared ahead and did it ahead of time. So why didn't the quarterback? So no way, man. No extension. <laughs> oh, procrastination. Huh? It's what we kind of figured yesterday, yes. right? We asked, when was the paper assigned? And... Uh, we got our answer. The other uh, I want to catch up on was uh, Brian Kelly uh, over the. By weekend. the way, if I'm Riley, I take the win on the field and the L in the classroom this one time. I think it's it's totally worth it. If if you had to, if you went to Riley before the game and said, "Look, you can get the A on the paper, but you're going to lose the game," or you get you know docked points for for missing your deadline on the paper, but you get the dub in front of the uh, home crowd against Clemson. Well, unless you go on academic probation, you wouldn't want that to happen. Ah, one paper. Ah. He's a he's the starting would, quarterback this for this for the Duke. top twenty five Blue Devils. Man, they're gonna get they're gonna squeak him by on one paper. Well, you say that, but uh, I I can't verify that's true. Uh, Brian Kelly is trying now to renege on a comment he made last Thursday. This was not played up big until uh, Florida State whooped LSU, where Brian Kelly on a show last Thursday claimed that they were going to beat the heck out of Florida State. Now he's pulling back on the comment. He said he was taken out of context and he yeah. didn't really mean it. Yet everything he said is out there now on the Internet that that's exactly what he said. Sorry, Brian, but uh, you can't take those words back right now. You swallowed them. Hey, now. Whoa, yeah. It's, uh, why, why even bring it up? I mean, I know he was asked. Just, just, just play it off. Say, man, we were confident. You've already, you've already reacted. Just give the whole coach a speak. We're not looking back. We're looking forward. Brian Kelly. I'm really looking forward to after we come back from the scoreboard, the Manning cast. Uh, they announced yesterday Eli and Peyton are coming back for another season. They're going to do ten shows. They'll start Monday. But apparently, Mark, they had a celebrity. 
uh, tryout for a third host. Yeah. And a whole bunch of celebrities uh, were involved in this, and they turned out a video, which will run uh, when we come back on the 620. There were a bunch of one-liners in there that were uh, pretty prolific, so yeah, I'm looking I, forward to that. I think that. what we need to do is find a sponsor and just do a segment of Lee's favorite videos he found from between shows. And, and they're completely, completely random. Lee's nightly Twitter scroll or something? No, like that. that would assume that he was on Twitter. Well, yeah, where, 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 Lee, how where you are you finding your, these, Lee? Well, actually, he printed out a printout of the article for me. Okay, so you're just seeing them on online. I saw, I saw it on Twitter. So I saw the... I saw the Riley Leonard stuff on Instagram. I saw... Uh, I see everything on Twitter. Yeah. I saw the Manning thing on Twitter. Instagram's where I waste my time. Twitter's where I get hard-hitting news, you know? Yeah. I didn't see which the air quote. Like like I didn't see the air so quote. What, what <laughs> site do you use for your uh, betting? Uh, that's, you know, that's, again, public consumption and all that. Uh, or is that just gut reaction? Well, it depends if, you know, I have to send funds up to my guy in Jersey, you know. <laughs> Vito's up there? You still dealing with Vito? Yeah, my dad, Vito. Is <laughs> <laughs> doing Vito? I'm not buying it. A guy named Vito doesn't name his kid Michael. Yeah. It's got to be something. It's got to be more clever than that. What are you talking that? about? Go uh, back to the Godfather. Uh, Michael yeah. Corleone? Come I, on. I, 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 I where, where, where's your statement. head this morning? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so eager to hear what Peyton had to say. All right, so we got a good one lined up for you today. Uh, we're going to talk some Jags at 6.30 today, Mr. Uh, Shervini. Yes, we have a Jag player coming on. And by the way, the player that's coming on is uh, James Miller, linebacker, who transferred from Indiana to South Alabama. He All was right. up there when Kane Womack was the defensive coordinator. Ah. Uh, Kenny King's going to join us at 7 o'clock. The Daphne head coach, Jeff Bauer, on the Texas Longhorns. These are the sports narrative. Chris Stewart of the Crimson Tide Sports Network at 8 o'clock. Uh, and David Morris of QB Country, our good friend over there. It's uh, He'll join us at 830. We've got a lot going on, a little time to do it. Here comes your first scoreboard, but not your last. Traffic and a weather as we are off and running here on a Wednesday edition. It's the opening kickoff right here on the sports station, WNSB. My name is David Palmer, and I'm on WNFC 105.5. Tonight. And now he sends one to center field. That'll send Tavares back. Could it be? Four in a row. Four in a row for Altuve. Five and six at bats. How about that? 620. Welcome back in. The opening kickoff just getting started here on a Wednesday. Thanks for hanging with us. Guy hits three home runs in his first three at bats in the first three innings. Only the fourth time that's ever happened. That may come back as a Chick-fil-A question in about one hour. Houston did win and won big. Uh, by the way, in his next at-bat, I think he grounded out, then he struck out, so he did not get to the four home runs in one game. All right, uh, so you're big on the Manning cast. Uh, they had a open tryout, as it were. And, uh, well, take a listen to, I guess, the way that uh, open tryout went. Take a listen. Hi, I'm Jared Goff, quarterback, here to audition. So, Jared, how excited are you about the opportunity to be on the most popular show on television? Isn't this for the Manning cast? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I play quarterback. Ooh, quarterback. We like that. You like that? I just said that we liked it. You like that? I mean, what is this guy's deal? No, but did you, did you like it? How do you feel about audibles? We generally just want the quarterback to run the play that's called. That's the play. Sean McVay, 
Los Angeles Rams head coach. On this team, we tear ourselves to pieces. This is how you guys dress in real life. You guys are terrible evaluators and go f yourself. Thank you, Mike. Who are your broadcasting icons? Another one. Um, what would you say are your strengths? We the best. I'm just here because your guys have the most punchable faith in the history of punching faces. Wow, Reese Witherspoon. I mean, we're honored you'd even consider auditioning for the Manning cast. Manning what? Oh, no, I was calling to bundle my home and auto. Aren't you the insurance guy? So what would we know you from? Have you heard of TikTok? Sure. Really? No. Hi, Lil Wayne, Wheezy Baby, President Carter. I'm Peyton, and this is Lil Brother. Let's get some sleeves on you, big boy. I don't think I... I don't think the job's for me. I have no idea what this is, but I don't think I'm the right guy. Well, we tried our best. Guess it's just the two of us again this season. Unless there's someone on that list who is just perfect for the job. Nope. Not on this list. Mm-mm. You've been waiting here a long time, too? Tom Brady, uh, I was following up on Tom Brady. He said he he wasn't invited to try out, and he said he think. And then he told him, he said, "Well, since I wasn't invited, I think I'll go back and play another year of football." Yeah, you you enjoyed that. I enjoyed Mike Tyson's the best. What did you? Th what was yours? Where he said you have a punchable face. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought Sean Payton was good. I thought McVay was good. I thought they were, I thought they were all good. Um, a lot of it is visual, so you have to. Uh, um, Khaled, I thought was good. Um, the t the whole TikTok spiel. I thought, look, Peyton and, and and Eli, when it comes to Omaha Productions, they're rarely going to put out anything that that doesn't hit, that doesn't land. Well, I, I thought at first when I saw this, I thought that was that was real that they were looking for a third host, but I realized it was just a, a fun thing because we don't need a third host because they bring guests in, so you already have the Mannings, and it's difficult enough because they're all in different places to try and make sure that you don't have any kind of uh, technical issues going back and forth, which sometimes they do. So I realized it was all a lark anyway, but that you know it was fun to get those celebrities uh, weighing in. All right, you guys can uh, jump in if you'd like. Uh, yes, yeah, somebody in the app uh, pointed out something that I noticed too on my weather report that there is a a, a storm named Lee out there. I heard about that. Yes, um, but not headed here. Have we ever had a Hurricane Lee? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Every morning from six to nine. Oh, there it is! But I'm bumped. I mean, that's a good thing. That was a compliment. How, I know. How could how could I not say that? Right. Hurricane Lee. Mm mm mm. Well, we had Hurricane Carter. I don't. Do we have a Carter that works here? No, but no. that's the one that sticks out in my mind. Which one's Hurricane Carter? He was the uh, boxer. Come on. Oh, I thought I was Michael, thinking about Michael, he was from New Jersey. Come on. You remember he got in prison? Oh, imprisoned. he made a movie reference. I didn't yeah, expect that. It when was you a movie reference. Yeah. You know what's funny, Lee? And, uh, that was everyone from New Jersey has a tendency to point out, oh, he's from New Jersey. Who cares? 
You know, Lee does. I, I, I care. Know. It is. I it is care. rich. It's it's rich in journalism tradition. So you're a you're a kind of a guy without a state. You have no nothing to fall back on in your life. I'm from New Jersey. I live in Alabama. I wouldn't oh. say I'm without a state. Well, if you're well, not, this state doesn't claim you. That's fine. I don't. I don't need a. I don't need a state to claim. I mean, it. for tax purposes, I think we do. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I benefit this state's economy every day. Why is it so many people in New Jersey? Are getting I don't a know why. It's like, oh, he's a Jersey guy. I'm gonna root for I him. I mentioned ca- that cares? only because Carter, the boxer, that was such a famous case in the state of New Jersey. I'm That's not- what. I'm not really picking on you, Lee. It's I know just that. I've oh, noticed. I'm not bothered by that at all. It, I find it he, uh, amusing, to be honest is, with you. Is, and is for a Jersey guy who says he's from New Jersey, and then he goes back and spends four days there. Serious question. Serious question. Do does does do people from New Jersey, or does is New Jersey kind of like got little brother syndrome? Yes. With because of New the York. whole New York yeah. dynamic. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I d- oh yes, they do. You I think you just answered my question, though. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's it. You don't think they had that little brother syndrome after the Giants and Jets moved out to Jersey and still claimed yeah. to be the New York Giants and the New York Jets? I mean, what, are you going to be the New Jersey Jets? If you're playing there, why not? I don't know, branding purposes. Why would you brand yourself New York the, the and not East, New Jersey? Unless New Jersey jet. is the little brother. Where do they pay taxes? New Jersey or I don't know. I'm Jets. asking. So where do you pay taxes? I, I don't. I'm not privy to that information. You'd have to ask Aaron Rodgers. He's probably the one filing the papers at this yeah. point. All right. Very good. Little brother syndrome. You like little brother syndrome? I'm you, a middle child. Are you? I am. You got an older brother or sister? Older brother, younger brother. Three three kids. What are their names? We need to have them on the show. We always talk about how we have to get Lee's brother on. It's actually my brother's been on. My dad's been on. It's actually my older brother's birthday. What? What's his name? Ryan. Ryan, happy birthday. He's not listening. Uh, where is uh, where is he located? He's, he's, in, in, he's in New Jersey right now. Younger brother's at Georgia. Blech. He's a he's a bulldog. Yeah, gross. Hmm. Does he drive? Is his he's, name Stephen tw- Root? He's twenty. <laughs> like, like, he, yes, he tries. Just, just curious. Be careful. Watch the speeding limit there. How? <laughs> Seriously, another one. Going with we that. didn't even talk about no, that. Somebody didn't. on the support oh staff, God. Jones, who was a it former gets hard to talk about Georgia linebacker and a former Steeler, got picked up what two days ago? Yes, for speeding, and it was another charge thrown in there. And then, one, see, once one gets, now they always put the resumes, the other 15 or yeah. so. I mean, is that kind of like the recruiting pitch? We will be stronger. We will definitely be faster than anybody else. How many times can we have the same discussion on it's the radio? It's crazy. And, and at what point? I mean, how many more have to, before, before Kirby Smart comes out and says, guys, I, I think we have a problem. I mean... It's 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 an it's insane number of people. Well, Kirby Smart did say that guy who works under him would be disciplined. Mm. Oh, I'm run the sure. steps, run the steps. I'm sure. All right, when we come back, uh, we're gonna talk some South Alabama football. Uh, James Miller set to join us. We also have to get you qualified for the Alec Naiman uh, catering party of up to twenty or eighteen. Me and Lee with the uh, Naiman clip. So stay with us. Plenty left in hour number one. We're just rolling along on a Wednesday. It's the opening kickoff. Stay with us.
right, 632. Welcome back in. The opening kickoff on this Wednesday. Mark Kyle, Lee Trevaney, and Michael Bronner with you in the studios at WNSP. Segment brought to you by South Alabama Athletics, connecting the city to Hancock Whitney Stadium, the site of the Jags' home opener this coming Saturday. And you can still purchase tickets. Go online for your Jag football tickets and get them for the entire season. With that in mind, let's talk to one of the Jag players, a defensive standout, James Miller who is on the line with us right now. Good morning, James. How you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm doing good. And you? Good. Better. We're going to have a better result this Saturday than last Saturday? Yes, sir. We are. <laughs> what do you, how do you guys feel about playing any more games in New Orleans? Prefer not to? <laughs> Hasn't gone too well the last two times. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I, th- I don't think New Orleans is our best spot, I think. I don't even think I want to go back to the city anymore. Hey, let me ask you, let's get serious about it for a second, about Tulane's offense and that quarterback and the fact that he had all those long uh, scoring aerials, I think three that went over 46, 47 yards. From a defensive standpoint, uh, James, what happened out there? Um, I just think some, at some moment we let, we lack our discipline. And in those moments, that's when we had, gave up them big explosive plays. And, like, we when we gave up the eye discipline, we would roll down or didn't, like, have our eyes in the right spot. So, like, we'll leave the back end open because they eyes on the quarterback or something. And then they go, they go to the explosive right there. So, after the game, what was the post-game comments from the head coach about and what will the team or what is the team working on, especially this week, getting ready for your opener, home opener? Uh, the post-game comments, like right after the game, it was like sticking together, make sure we don't point fingers. We just come back Monday ready to work. And then the goal was for this week, it was like locking in, be able to do our job and focus. Like, because only one play, a play is only six to eight seconds. So we could lock in for six to eight seconds at one play and do our job. Then we could execute in, at a high level to our standards. James, let's get into your background. You're from Florida, but you wound up going to Indiana, all right? And there you met, wasn't your defensive coordinator, Kane Womack? Yes, sir, it was. How much different is he as a head coach versus when he was your defensive coordinator? Any change, any difference in him? Uh, I don't think it more. I don't think it's no distance. I'm going to say no difference. The only thing I can say is, and now that he's a head coach, I feel like he can be more intense. Like, when he was a defense coordinator, he was intense, but he was more laid back. They have to, like, call all the shots. Now, since he's a head coach, I feel like he's intense. He'd be with urgency. So, like, he made sure that we we pick it up and we, we play to our standard and make sure we could, like, he bring the intensity every day. You were in the Big Ten. Why did you transfer to South Alabama? Uh, it was just after time I hadn't got ready, like, I don't know. I had time. I had the time to think with my family and stuff. And like, I was originally from Florida, so it was like it was time to come back, like towards the South. And then after I got in the portal, and I saw that Coach Kane was here, and after we had our talks, I was like, yeah, I think I want to be a Jag, man. Just, just admit it. You miss the heat and humidity of the South. <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, why don't tell me about playing in the Big Ten? And and I, I'm not trying to demean the Sun Belt at all because I think the Sun Belt does a very very good job of playing football. As witnessed Texas State beating Baylor, but was is, was there a big drop off in talent, or what was the is there a drop off when you left Big Ten competition playing in the Sun Belt? 
Uh, I I, I wouldn't say it's a drop-off. I'd say, like, it's athletes all over the board. It's just the different size and athletes, you could say. Like, in the Big Ten, it's bigger backs and bigger old linemen who have skill, and some of them probably not as skilled. But, like, in the Sun Belt, you have a smaller back who probably was more skilled than a bigger back that was in the Big Ten. So you'll have to, like, adjust your game or, like, play different because, like, for example, the offensive lineman not as big, so I have to play lower so I could be able to get under the offensive lineman at the same time. We're talking with Jags linebacker James Miller, a transfer from Indiana. He's been in this program for a couple of years now. Others have said that the real difference is in depth, that at, at the Big Ten or SEC, you know, they, when they put the second team and the third team in, you know, they're, some of them are just as good as the first team. But, you know, maybe when you play in the Sun Belt, your first team is very good, but the talent drops off. Would you say that's accurate or not the case? Um, I can see that like in most in most programs, but I think here like in, with South Alabama, we don't really have that problem because our coaches do so good with recruiting in the transfer portal that like if one go down, we have somebody we have like a two behind us that's just as good or even could be even better. They just probably younger or something, you know. Hey James, uh, I think you're holding out on us, man. You blocked five punts and two field goals in high school. So what's the secret, and uh, when, when's Kane going to turn you loose on special teams? <laughs> uh, it ain't no secret. It's just effort, effort and hard work. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I'm going to special team soon because like, I feel like special teams change the game. So I be whenever I get on the field, I'm trying to. So it ain't, it ain't, it ain't like I don't want to. I do want to be out there. I do act. Can I get on that? Okay, so what hurts more, though? Because it looks painful. When you block a punt and that thing hits you in the gut, or when you lay out uh, for that field goal, like which one hurts the, which one hurts most? I mean, I, my guess is adrenaline is coursing through the veins anyway, but which one hurts? Yeah, I'd probably say when it hit me in the gut. Cause <laughs> <it hit my laughs> You you played on a very good high school team. Uh, what the Armwood High? They they reached the championship game. Or what they fourteen and zero at that time? Yes, there we were. And then you got to the uh, championship game, and and what happened there? Uh, I don't know. We went against a Miami team, and I don't know. It just we had. I say it's probably the same thing. What what happened most games? It'd be our discipline and sometimes effort. So like. I feel like in high school it was the same thing. Like we have some messed up ideas, or like we wouldn't give all out in effort, or some players wouldn't give all out in effort, and it will it will cost us the game. You were also uh, in 2017 the uh, Hillsborough County Defensive Player of the Year. That's quite an accolade for sure. Uh, let's get back to the game on Saturday. Uh, any big hits you had on Tulane? Quite a few. I had some big hits. I'm just mad. I I fumbled. Up. I fumbled. My fumble recovery. I already just scored. I wasn't gonna bring it up, James, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's going through your mind? Your your mind when, when you when that happens though, because I know <laughs> no one is more frustrated than than you when that happens, right? But uh, what was your reaction? I mean, I guess you were pretty pumped up that you had that opportunity, and then frustration just has to come over you, right? Missed opportunity. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking. Let's 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 change the game, and this is my chance. And then when the ball come out, I was just devastated the whole time. I just I was 
the pain was when you look to the sideline, you see everybody's face and like, dang, yeah. I could have changed the game and I, and I dropped it or it came out, you know? Yeah. I know, uh, I know Kane can get after it pretty good. What 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 would be his reaction if you uh, if you by chance hit Carter Bradley in practice? Would he would he lose it on you? <laughs> I might get kicked off the team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we. Um, yeah, I might get kicked off the team for that one. There's only one way to find out. Just tell him we said it was okay uh, one time. Carter's been on the show. Just say just a little love tap. Just to let you know that uh, that you were listening to WNSP. <laughs> hey. Uh, hey, I'm about to try that one there. All too right. Hard, though. Tell him Lee told you. Don't tell him I said. Say, t- tell him Lee. Tell him it was Lee's idea. Uh, I got you. <laughs> hey man, we appreciate the uh, the time. We wish you the best of luck uh, this weekend, and of course, uh, let's do it again soon. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, man. That's James Miller, ladies and gentlemen, linebacker for the South Alabama Jags. They can get it done this weekend. Feel it. Oh, they're going to get it done this weekend. They can, they can, they can take care of business. I don't think that's a real stretch. Well, I like to the, I like these hot takes that, that I come up with. I'm on looking a, on the radio. I, I want to see them not only okay get a big win at home and then go out and take care of business with Oklahoma State in two weeks, because that would that would be, let's say be more of an eye opener to football fans. You go to Power Five school, and if you can take care of business against Oklahoma State. That, that looks a lot better. Uh, all right, so we, we tackled a couple of different topics today, including the, the, the top 25 poll. Are you guys, anything surprised you guys out there? You guys want to get in on it? We, we already mentioned that Lee missed out on a, a gold mine here. He did not take a bet from Bronner yesterday. Uh, as it turns out, it was in Bronner's best interest. You know, I think the uh, – I was a little surprised, by the way, to be honest with you. I thought they were going to be top ten. I mean, LSU dropped – so, you know, they moved Tennessee up. I think Notre Dame moved up. Bronner, Bronner was the betting the, the house. He was betting everything he owned that Alabama-Texas would be a top ten matchup, and Lee didn't take the bet, uh, mostly because Lee doesn't bet. I don't bet at all. By the way, one, I think and, one of the things that he we talked been, about – You'd be – you would have thirty-seven cents more today than you did yesterday all if you right. would have taken Bronner for anything he was worth. All right, and that you'd have a powdered powdered peanut butter. How do I know he'd even pay off? Does he, he look like the type that would pay off? Well, we get. I don't welch. He's. I just don't eat. Apparently, you guys are both pay. from Jersey, so we could find some hard piping mothers to come down and make. I sure. apparently have a little more. Let's say. I, I feel the fact that I, I'm proud to be from the state, whereas I get the impression he's not embarrassed. Yeah, shame. I wouldn't say that. I would. I do catch a lot of a lot of flack from my friends at home for not having enough Jersey pride. Right, quote fine, unquote. Mark. We talked Jersey about Jersey strong. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Florida State getting. You know, you said they'll get to the top five, which they did. I found it interesting that in the AP poll, they moved ahead of Ohio State. Yeah. And we talked about the voters in the AP. They seem now to uh, go along and, and, and reward you, like if you had a better game. And Ohio State struggled mightily against Indiana. They played good defense, obviously, but offensively they didn't show much. And obviously the voters in the AP poll felt that Florida State, with that 31 unanswered points, deserve to be ahead of the Buckeyes, at least at this point. Well, it's not really that quarterback stinks. Yeah, it goes back to not not just teams playing well, but they that you have to win convincingly. And it, that's what I'm saying. I do believe that we, we've talked so much about, you know, does the college football playoff committee get impacted by these polls? And 
I still think to some degree they do, but maybe more so than anything, I think the the, the people that vote on these these polls that don't mean anything, I think they have been impacted by the way that the committee is told to 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 analyze and vote on these teams during the college football playoffs uh, polls, you know, season, you know, as they as they open up over the past couple of years. So, um, yeah, we figured Florida State would move up. Well, I don't know if we figured. We thought they should. That might be a better way of putting it. Uh, but I was as surprised that uh, that LSU and Clemson dropped, maybe not dropped, but dropped as far as they did. I mean, like rocks. Uh, I was surprised to see Clemson fall all the way. And to we mentioned 25. whether or not Duke would get in. They got yeah. in, and obviously Colorado was getting in with all the noise they were making. So, uh, so Michael Bronner has basically. Well, it reminds me, of, I had a friend who we would talk all the time, and all he would ever claim is, this guy stinks, 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 stink. So I'm wondering if we should have a segment, Michael Bronner's Stinker of the Week. I like it. Oh, Well, at this point, it might be the stinker of the day. I mean, he's got a lot of... Everybody stinks out there, according to Michael. Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord stinks. LSU stinks. Clemson stinks. Their offense stinks. I guess we'll find out if Alabama stinks too. I don't know. I, you know, I, I was doing my Twitter scroll last night, and uh, I know I got real confident towards the end of the show and predicted an Alabama twenty-one point beatdown. I told you it's like one of five prediction changes for the week. I'm getting a little bit more nervous now. All right, because you were you had it originally at like ten, right? Yeah. And then by the end of the show, you're like ah twenty-one, and now we're back to what? Eight, eight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like again, I like Jalen Milrow. I'm worried. I, I think the way he played against MTSU again, pretty good. I, I find myself asking, how much better was he on Saturday against MTSU than he would have been? Say you started him last year against MTSU. Like probably not worlds better. So I, we're gonna find out. I, I think a lot of people took away too much from saying, oh, Jalen Milrow looks so much better, so much more comfortable, so much more improved. I think we took away a little bit too much. We'll find out a lot more on Saturday. Like, he didn't have to go to go past his first read a whole lot on, on Saturday against against MTSU at all. He's probably going to have to do that. If Texas can take away that first read and Milrow's got to go through his progressions, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll see nervous Milrow like against Texas A&M and, and, and maybe he doesn't play. Again, right. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, so what are the chances, what are the odds that on his first pass play in which he has to go past his first read, what are the chances that he makes the second read or he just pulls it down and runs? Like, is there a better chance of him running? He's going to run. Yeah. I I think on the first play, I think he runs. I think Texas I think human nature just kind of kind of takes over and he just goes. I think they're going to come in with a with a really good defensive game plan. Uh, They did last year against Bryce Young. And I don't know. You got Texas fans on Twitter thinking they're going to come in and blow the doors off Alabama, which is like not the most unreal. If I were a Texas fan, I'll say this. I'd probably be thinking the same. Uh, it's not the most unreasonable take. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible that it's one of those games where it's just snowballs. Like, it starts, and then you can't get it to stop, and before you know it, you're down three or four scores. But I just don't I – don't, I, don't, I don't see a scenario where Alabama's on the wrong end of that. I would wonder how quickly 
if things are going bad on offense, Saban would go to a new quarterback. Well, we will uh, we will find out all the answers to that in just a matter of days. But we can ask Chris Stewart about it at 8 o'clock. That'll be fun. Let's do this. Let's take a break. We come back. We'll get you guys a chance to qualify for the Alec Naming Catering Party of up to 20 or 18, me and Lee. And uh, Kenny King, the uh, Daphne head coach, will join us at 7. We'll have some Chick-fil-A in hour number two for you as well. It's it's the season of giveaways. I know everybody talks about football, but, man, we just give stuff away left and right over here. At least qualify to give, qualify you for a chance to get some free stuff. How about that? Maybe we ought to change the name of the show, too, to Two Jersey Guys and Mark. Pass. Yeah, I think that's a hard pass. All right, wrapping up hour number one next right here on the Sports Station WNSP. This is TJ Mosley, inside linebacker, and you listen to the Sports Station, WNSP 105.5. All right, here you go. Here's your chance. 694-1055. It is time for the Alec Naiman Catering Party qualifying. That's right. We qualify 10 of you at a time. Alec comes on. He offers up. A number one through ten, so I'm sure Bronner is keeping track of all our qualifiers in order. Wink, wink. And I am. If he calls your lucky number, you've got a catering party of up to 20 or 18, me and Lee. It's very simple. It's called Name in That Clip. So we play some random clip. Person plays her thing. All you have to do is be the first one to call Bronner and identify what is on said clip. Without further ado, let it rip. All right, there you go. If you can identify that audio, be the first one to give us a call, and we'll put you on there, and you can knock it out for us. 694-1055. Kenny King at 7 o'clock. Jeff Bauer, the sports narrative. We'll talk some Texas at 730. Uh, and Chris Stewart on Alabama at 8. Do you see where um, Alabama has designated the Texas band up in the upper deck? As far as the uh, the SEC goes, now Texas, obviously, when they become an SEC school, all that changes with the 2,000 tickets. So when you, you're allotted, visitors are allotted 2,000 tickets, you sit in the lower deck. But remembering back to last year when the Alabama band uh, and visitors, they were placed in the upper deck. Now, the band did go because Alabama didn't want their band way up there in the upper deck. But this year, Alabama's reciprocating and said, okay, that's what you stuck us with last year. You're going to be in the upper deck with the 5,000 tickets that we have allotted for you. I have some thoughts on that, but let's see if we can get somebody qualified. So let's go to the phones. Welcome, caller. Who do we got? Jonathan. All right, Jonathan, knock it out of the park. That would be Mr. Lou Brown. That was indeed Lou Brown of Major League fame. Um, congratulations to you. Man, i got to make these tougher. We gotta put our heads together. Hey, nice job. Stay on the line. Make sure uh, that uh, Michael gets all your information. You'll be the latest to qualify. That was Mr. Lou Brown, and what is arguably one of the greatest baseball movies ever in Major League. Uh, you know the guy that's pitching for the Braves tonight, uh, Spencer uh, Strider, who is in line to win the Cy Young. You know he wears number ninety-nine because of, he does. of Wild Thing, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I mean Vince Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Vaughn, I got my uh, I got my uh, people wrong. There are too many Vaughns out there. Um, here's my thing about the uh, Alabama and the Texas uh, reciprocating and all that good stuff. Uh, here's my reaction to that. Good for you, Alabama. It's petty. 
granted, but so was sticking Alabama's band up there, knowing good and well that this was going to be a thing that was going to be a moot point in a couple years when you got in the league anyway. I, I, I think that kind of stuff is petty. I don't like it. Um, be better than that, Texas. So I am all for Alabama shoving you in the bathroom down the street. For those who like at the Ferguson Center, keep track of that. Apparently, uh, Alabama allots 4,500 tickets to be bought. 500 tickets are, I guess, complimentary, which would have been like for the band. Don't know if Texas is going to send their band because Alabama did not last year. They did not send them out to Texas, and that's the reason why is because where they were placed. I would do something stupid like how many? How many do they get total? You said 5,000. Uh, well, they, would, they get five thousand, but they got they got to sell at least forty five hundred. Yeah, I would give them like forty nine hundred and thirty seven tickets. I want the end of the brass section to not have a place to sit or whatever. Like I would be like twelve tickets short just on purpose and be like, oh my bad, we got a couple spots right out here on the concourse. I don't think I'd be so petty about it. I don't know if the band Texas band is even going to play. Uh, I'm I'm not sure about that, but in fact, even if they show up, maybe they'll do the same thing Alabama did and not even have the band show up because they're so far up there. By the time they get down to the playing field, your 20 minutes is almost over with. You ever climb that spiral staircase at uh, Bryant Denny with a tuba? <laughs> I was gonna say with with a tuba. No, it's not. I, I can't imagine it's very fun. I, I don't think they're gonna bring their band. I hope they don't. Man, it's, it's screw them. They they started this. Uh, with that said, though, if I were Alabama, I would have taken my band. I would have been a bigger. I would have been out there, and I would have played for four quarters. Eh. I would have. I wouldn't deprive my kids. I wouldn't deprive my kids that were in the band that opportunity to take that Kid, trip to Texas, know, even if you're in the nosebleeds. The band they play so you know they practice as as long as football players do. In fact, I remember out at South Alabama, my gosh, they'd be practicing in the early morning and the early afternoon and the late afternoon, and they they spend so much time out there that their reward is going to these games. Uh, in the app. By the time they got down to the field, Tuba Boy would be so winded he wouldn't be able to play. Nah, man, momentum, gravity takes over going down. Going down is not the problem. It's, com- it's coming back it's up. It's coming back up is the issue. It would take from the end of halftime show all the way to the start of the second half to get back up. That's a long spiral staircase of Brian Denny. By the way, someone ar- agreed with me that uh, Major League Best Baseball Movie Ever. I didn't know your son had time to call in. Ah, Waka, waka, waka. All right, coming up, hour number two. Kenny King, Jeff Bauer, Chick-fil-A, not in that order. Stay with us. It's the opening kickoff. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. Opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. All right, 704, and just like that, hour number two. Time flies when you're having a good time. Uh, at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. Uh, the phone lines are open at 
talked about the uh, polls that came out yesterday and, and basically on the AP poll and, and to some degree the coaches poll uh, rewarding teams uh, that you wouldn't have thought. I mean, who would have thought that Colorado coming off last year would be in the top 25 after that 1-11 and season a year ago? They get in. So does Duke. Florida State moves up to number four in the AP poll, displacing Ohio State. Voters weren't impressed with the uh, Buckeyes' win over Indiana. And uh, Texas still not able to crack the top 10. Obviously, if they beat Alabama this week, they will. But right now, they're on the outside looking in. But it's still the most attractive game on the schedule that's coming up this coming uh, weekend. I think the uh, SEC, Mark, uh, does have a chance to gain a little bit of notoriety uh, if, if they can take care of business. Auburn at California. California had a huge win last week on the road, no less. Uh, and then you got Miami and Texas A&M. And, and, and maybe to some degree, Ole Miss and Tulane because Tulane is ranked and they're right about and I think Ole Miss is right around where they are in the rankings too so there's at least four games I think where the SEC can gain a, some of their uh, swagger back that they didn't have this Tell past what, weekend that that Ole Miss Tulane game is going to be a fun one I think it will be I really do yeah that, that should be a lot of and I think Lane Kiffin said as much that that's that, that's going to be a hell of a game that's going to be going on I think the same time just about the same time Miami and uh, Texas A&M so that's one of the stories we've been talking about. We mentioned on the lighter side, Riley Leonard, after the win over Clemson, had asked for an extension on a paper. And uh, the uh, Professor Taylor's his last name, did a video which said, look, one of the linemen or some of the linemen were able to get their assignments in. I expect the same thing of you. No, I'm turning you down. No extension. Yeah, it's brutal after a win. Would he have, would he have had more luck had he, had they lost uh, had they, had they had lost like on the final play? Do you think he would would there Absolutely have been a better not. chance of getting a? How about this though? What if a little it, sympathy there? What if his coach was Mike Shashesky instead, and this was a basketball player? Would there have been any better chance of getting uh, an extension? Is he a starter? Let's assume he's a starter for Shashevsky. Well, yeah, he would have got, gotten him up. Uh, you know, some of the great players that came through the uh, Duke program. You wouldn't have heard about it, and the extension would have been given. It's a good point. I don't, I don't think Coach K would have taken to uh, a video. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny. I have no doubt. By the way, Riley's an excellent student, so I have no doubt he got the paper done. Uh, or, or dude slid him a little... Uh, little grace period there. Even though the video came out, they had to keep up appearances... But dude probably got an extension. You know, one of the first That's my prediction. NFL insiders was Chris Mortensen, and we've had him on. It's been a while since we've had him on, but I've always liked Chris Mortensen. Uh, he started with uh, ESPN back in 19, I think it was 91. He's had health issues along the way, but uh, he announced that he is retired. He didn't. He said that the last thing he did was the draft, which was way back in April. But it came out yesterday that he said, look, he's retired. Now, it doesn't mean he's retired from media coverage, just retiring from ESPN after covering the draft. Uh, and, I, again, I don't know the, the inside is this because, you know, ESPN had a lot of layoffs. So I don't know if he was affected by that or he just on his own decided, look, I'm going to spend more time with my family and my health, getting my health back. And uh, that, that was his last gig. And if you are a big fan of the Manning cast, and we certainly spent a lot of time on this in the first hour, they're back. Uh, they'll be back starting this Monday for the Jets-Bills game. 
Uh, Eli and Peyton will be doing their thing during on ESPN2. They'll do 10 shows, Mark. They're going to take a few weeks off after Monday. They'll be back on October 2nd. By the way, Lee, uh, I got to say, uh, Chris, Chris Mortensen and I are mortal enemies. He, he just doesn't know it. Is it because he stinks? Well, <laughs> does anybody not stink? I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't describe a media member as stinks. Uh, how can, seriously, Michael, I mean, don't, how can you, I mean, Chris Mortensen's got a really good reputation. He's a nice guy. How could you be a mortal enemy of a, of a media guy? Well, Chris Mortensen is responsible for the witch hunt against the integrity of the greatest athlete the NFL has ever seen in Tom Brady. So, uh he led the charge. The greatest athlete. Have you seen that dude go out for a pass? We're, we're, we're not going to get into the semantics of the word athlete. Okay. But what yeah. did he do? Or if he's so a great athlete, I'm a Heisman Trophy right, candidate. We'll go with most accomplished player in the NFL. <laughs> there you go. Seen. Fine. So well, what did he do that was <laughs> that was so bad, Michael? I, I, I need to hear this. Well, he put out the original 11 out of 12 footballs under uh, 12 and a half pounds per square inch report, which was not true, by the way. It was proven to be erroneous. That was kind of what started the whole firestorm. Erroneous! Uh, and then refused to admit it for like months and months and months, and then finally admitted it was wrong. Three of the four Colts balls tested were also under the 12.5. But I got, we, we, you know, we could have a whole three hour show on the nonsense that was Deflate Gate. No, but, you could, because uh, everybody you know, else is over it. Like, well, Everyone else. So in 33 years, you're holding this guy responsible for one little deal like that? Yes. Okay. Uh, it was a pretty significant deal. You yeah. wouldn't You wouldn't think that— I mean, it you, might keep him out of the Hall of Fame. You might dislike Roger Goodell a little bit more because he's the one that extended it. If it were not for Chris Mortensen, that would not have been—it uh, really would have been a non-story, frankly. Uh, so, yes, I, I will hold that over Chris Morton. No, I, I won't get him on then. I, I, I was planning on getting hold of Chris, and Ooh. we'll just let it go. No, the better the better thing I is get to him get him on, on get and him let's on see if Bronner brings the heat. Ooh. I, I wouldn't. That would be awkward. Hmm. That would be awkward. Hey, I got a question. I'll get for him on, Lee. I, you know, it is what it is. I'll, I'll be professional. <laughs> hey, Mortensen, you stink. <laughs> That's, that's kind of how that would go. You know, oh. I was at that game, Lee. Were you? The AFC Championship, yeah. Fun fact. Look, I'm not agreeing with the call by any means. I'm just finding it amusing that you're holding him responsible. Oh, he was responsible. Not not the guys uh, in the clubhouse who are in charge of the footballs or the officials well, or there Goodell. Was no, there was no tampering with the footballs. So. Okay. Why didn't you speak out at that time then? Because he was 12? Why didn't I speak out at yeah, that time? Well, oh, if believe you knew me, all did, this I information. Oh, I did speak out at the time. He just he didn't have a... Did uh, anybody listen? He didn't have a microphone Is to, that what to it was? spout his... No platform? To spew his venom. Yeah, were you up, in New, were you up in New Jersey and you felt like, well, I'm from Jersey, so I shouldn't say anything? Is that what you felt? That the uh, you weren't yeah. big enough? I just didn't have a platform at the time, yeah. yeah. This would be like me complaining after all these years. Man, I hate uh, Roger Goodell because Bounty Gate was so unfair. Bounty Rarr. Gate was not unfair. <sighs> Guys getting paid to tackle people? It's, it's ludicrous. Oh, my God. One of the worst witch hunts ever. I agree with you. Peyton, Peyton agrees with you. No, I'm, 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 I know I'm mocking. I know no, I, I absolutely. I, know I was one of the people that said you got, got to throw the book at him. Mostly because they said they were going to stop and they kept doing it. But my point is it'd be like me bringing that up. 
today. All right, good stuff. By the way, uh, I, I did want to get to this. So um, Southern Miss in the news basically because um, their coach had a, an interesting take that might be relevant this week. Uh, I know you probably – this will get uh, Bronner all worked up. <laughs> what doesn't? Yeah. Um, so Will Hall, he's got the uh, – they've got Florida State coming in. And uh, are they going to Southern Miss? Uh, said or, or, uh, they're maybe going they're going State. to Florida State. Okay. Um, and so he thought he would just go ahead and uh, acknowledge the elephant in the room before another reporter asks because he knows that Florida State is going to get compared to Alabama. I never in a million years would have thought about that. So dude says that this is the best team, this Florida State team, the best team he's ever coached against and he coached against the 2021 Alabama Crimson Tide and says that this team is better than the 21 Tide. Which obviously makes it a lot better if Southern Miss can somehow pull an upset because that's what coaches do before they All play right, these but games. But remember, that game in 21, Alabama beat Southern Miss like 63-14. And Jameson Williams went off for like 258 all-purpose yards. Um, he had the 100-yard kickoff return to start the game. Like three of the four times he touched the ball, he scored or something stupid. I don't have the stats in front of me. And Bryce Young went. Um, I think he. I think he threw like two incomplete passes the whole game. Now did Hall? And so now, dude is saying Florida State's better than that team. Yeah. Like, slow your roll, dude. Yeah, but was Hall referring just to the defense of Florida State or the whole team? I I didn't read the story. I just thought I saw. Was he just referring to the the Florida State's defense, in his opinion, being better than Alabama's defense back then? No. Or the he whole said, team? I know y'all are probably going to ask me about them. They are probably the best team I've ever coached against. I played Alabama in 2021, and they played for a national title. I think this team's a little better than them. Bama was starting a true freshman quarterback at the time, and he was really good. It's going to be a great challenge for us and a tremendous opportunity. In 2021? Bryce Young wasn't a true freshman. Well, I'm sure they had a true freshman on the roster. But, but he's misinformed. I think we're missing the point. Is 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 this Florida State team hey, better than Michael, Alabama? Now, Michael, in 21? could be. Oh, who knows? Michael, a lot of times when these coaches speak like this, they're not exactly totally accurate. On the on the facts, they and don't let that interfere with their statements, right? They just speak out like that to to try to play up the fact that oh my gosh, look at what we're facing this week. And sure. I don't think anybody's buying into this, at least outside you know this uh, Hattiesburg. If you remember uh, last year before the Utah State Alabama game, Blake Anderson called that Alabama team like the greatest team he's ever seen. If I, if I'm well, remembering correctly, I mean, like, you know, a lot of times. You know, they have these coaches conference, the SEC, and, I, and all conferences do. And there was a time when I liked, you know, liked having the coaches on. But then after a while, and Mark, I know you sometimes would have to listen to all this malarkey for about two hours. They basically say the same thing. Whoever they're playing next is the greatest team they've ever faced. Coach speak, they ought to, they ought to, they ought to teach class. I love it. 
Uh, hit us up with your favorite coach comments. And then when a coach says something like, we're going to beat the heck out of a team and it backfires on them, then look what happens. I didn't Kelly. say that. It was taken out of context. Yeah. <laughs> How do you take it out of context? That's my favorite response to somebody being questioned about something they said. Oh, it was taken out of context. Have you seen the full quote of that? Give it to us. Brian Kelly says, I think you all know me. I'm pretty careful with what I say and how I say it. Never have I been cavalier or disrespectful to a to an opponent in my 33 years. So if somebody wants to prop up a comment and inflate it into something that it's not, that's what social media is about today. I have nothing but respect, but the utmost respect for Coach Norvell. I know what the opponent was. It's just not in my background or nature to make those kinds of comments. But he never really specified what he said uh, or how it got twisted. Not something that I would ever say. He couldn't because it wasn't twisted. It it was the exact comment as the internet sites are playing it now that that's exactly what he said, that they're going to beat the heck out of Florida State. And when did he say that? Thursday night on a radio show. But I yet, could probably find the audio on that. Yeah. Let's, let's well, it's out the there, Mark, and it's actually out there today. Here's the deal, though. For a, fr- for a comment like that on a big-time game, only game in town on a Sunday night, and even when we had Glenn Gilbo on with uh, OutKick, nothing was played up about this. Usually you make a comment like that on Thursday, and it gets a lot of play on Friday or Saturday. This did not become a big story until Florida State defeated LSU such as they did with 31 unanswered points and all of a sudden this became more magnified and yet it was almost silent going into the game. All right, I tell you what, let's do this. There's some audio here. I'm sending it to Bronner. Let's play it back and see what he says when we come back. We'll do a scoreboard. Or you have it already? Score Yeah, we'll do it on the other side. Scoreboard traffic and weather. Uh coming up at 7:30, we'll talk some Texas with Jeff Bauer. Uh, but when we come back, we'll listen. To it. We'll we'll get to the bottom of this investigative journalism at its finest. We will play the audio in its full context, and you can be the judge, juror, and potentially executioner. Stay with us right here on a Wednesday edition. It's the opening kickoff right here on the Sports Station WNSP. Hi, this is Phil Steele, and you're listening to WNSP 105.5. Look, I I will say that there are still some areas that that need to be improved. Uh, We're going to take 15 freshmen on this trip uh, and 14 transfers, so... Uh, nearly 40% of this travel roster uh, are going to go overnight for the first time with LSU. So, uh, and, and that's not a disclaimer of, of any kind. We're going to go beat the heck out of Florida State. But I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what you guys heard, but I heard him say we're going to beat the heck out of Florida State. I don't know what out of context is is to be taken. He said it. Um. Did, did you get any feeling that maybe he was taken out of context? Not absolutely not, Mark. And uh, too many times coaches pull back on that. All of a sudden, because there's been some feedback on that, come on, Brian, stand up. Admit it. You, may, you, you said it. Stand by your words. Stand by it. Don't try to shrink away from it. Don't uh, don't ball up and you know say, look, I, I, no, no, it, it happened. Okay? That's one thing I'll say about Charles Barkley. You know, he's a lot of times quoted – 
He always stands up for what he says. He I mean, says he, the only thing better is it. if he would have come out and said it in his little southern accent, his little southern twang. I'm surprised he didn't. He I'm should've. here with my family. Exactly. Yeah. My family. No, Brian, I, you know, I, I lost a little bit of respect when you say something like that. You said it. We have no problem with it. You say you, you get people excited. You say we're going to beat the heck. Okay, you said it. It was pretty quiet until after the game. Say so, it, say, say what we're all thinking. Go ahead. Give, give him a little brawner. Hey, Kelly, you, you stink. stink. Everybody stinks. Somebody's got to take a shower. Contrast that with, I think you all know me. I'm pretty careful with what I say and how I say it. Never have I been cavalier disrespectful to an opponent in my 33 years. Yeah. You know what resurfaced the other day uh, after after that loss against LSU? Do you remember the story? I think it was Matt LaFleur and Robert Sala when they were assistants for Kelly at uh, Central Michigan. And they thought they were invited to a party at his house, and mm-hmm. it turned out Kelly just had him there to like shovel shovel snow and uh, and park cars. Like in Coming to America. <laughs> that's uh, that's <laughs> what uh, that that came back up on Twitter the other day. Just Brian Brian Kelly is, I'm just, I'm just, he's he's not a good dude. He's a world class scumbag, but it is what it is. Uh, Michael, with all the nice things you say about people, if you ever get punched or a teeth uh, tooth gets loose or you need jaw surgery, uh, I highly recommend Dr. Christopher <laughs> Mullinex and Dr. Aaron Wallander at Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery. Uh, despite your dislike for most people, uh, Chris is very professional and uh, very, very good because I've been there many times for dental implants. Nobody has ever loosened one of my teeth with a punch, but again, you never know. Thoroughly. Yeah, true. Uh, book an appointment. <laughs> you don't need a referral, although, Ma- Michael, I would give you a referral, and I would get you in there pretty quickly. Uh, Dr. Mullenix and uh, Mobile Oral Facial Surgery, they're our title sponsor for our game day. will be out at Viagra this week. They've been in business for over 20 years now, located at 715 Downtown or Boulevard, and you can visit them at mobilesurgery.com, or if you uh, have a same-day appointment or want to make an appointment, Give them a call at 471-3381. Just don't tell them that the Bronner uh, referred you. Tell them I did. Wow. All right. When we come back, we're going to offer up a little fried deliciousness in the form of a Chick-fil-A. We'll also talk some Texas with Jeff Bauer right here on the sports station. WNSP and WNSP.com. Don't go anywhere. Seven times a day Where the people laugh and children play Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A He needs to have a sigh there. Yeah. <sighs> Would you, uh, should I lock this door? Because anytime I use a baseball question, Bronner gets upset and the way everybody's been stinking lately. I don't want him coming in here. You get upset about baseball too? Who knew we had this in, in common? I, mean, I don't know. I don't think I have the same distinction. Oh, wait. Lee just, did your, Lee just did an impression <laughs> I, I of Bronner. Stop. Here we go. Do it. This is. Uh, all right. Wait. No all right. I can't do it. I can't do it. Do it. My, now my, that I'm under pressure, my, I can't do my it. My mic shut off for the day now. That is the first <laughs> time I've ever heard Lee do an impression of anybody. 
Bronner, you having an impact here on you WNSP. Do. You do, uh, Michael. I must, I must be pretty special. You are special. There's a, you're from New Jersey. You're very <laughs> oh, special. Boy. All right. I'm get you guys matching See, T-shirts. He's, he's a good kid. He's a Jersey kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with this guy. He's from Michael, New Jersey. With all apologies to you, this is a baseball question. I I actually had a football question, but this came across today. So Jose Altuve, who is not from New Jersey, hit home runs in three consecutive innings. He becomes the fourth player ever in Major League history to hit a home run in three consecutive innings. Who was the last Major Leaguer to do it? 694-1055. Pedro Serrano. <laughs> I'm trying to Coach think. Did he, did he? Did he? Did <laughs> he? No, he finally I mean, hits a curve what, against the what Yankees. If he did? What if he did? Does that count? No. Oh. I mean, I would let it count, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a Duke professor. I let, I let stuff slide. But yes, I would. Of course, my if 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 I if I were in charge of trivia questions, my questions would, if they were baseball related, would be more um, major league, more major league esque or Sandlot esque or what penitentiary did uh, the wild thing come from? California penal. There you go. Yeah. All right, you're in line for one then. Uh, Look at that. Boom, baby. Let's talk some Alabama, Texas with oh, my yeah. good friend we Jeff Bauer with the uh, Sports Narrative in Dallas, Texas. Jeff, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you today? Mark, Lee, how are we doing? Happy football season. And uh, sounds like you boys are having a little bit of fun this morning. That's good. Well, we're talking some trivia. We're sticking the Texas band where they belong. I mean, all things are good here in, in, in the state of Alabama. <laughs> so what's bigger there, uh, Alabama, Texas, or Scherzer versus Verlander tonight? Oh, that's a good one. Well, unfortunately, the Rangers have fallen off a cliff, and we're still trying to recover them. So, uh, I, I mean, man, it has been uh, just a bloodbath here for the Rangers in the last two weeks. They just can't get out of their own way. The bullpen's imploding. Uh, maybe, maybe they can hold on to that last wild card spot, but oof, it, it's been a rough road for the uh, the Texas Rangers. So, definitely Texas Alabama uh, getting a lot of buzz. Obviously, we had a, a pretty good little football game here last weekend as well uh, around here in Texas with the TCU Colorado game. So, uh, college football is is taking hold here in Texas. Is Texas as good as advertised? <sighs> yes and no. Um, the thing I would say about it is it's this matchup to me is like a boxer versus a puncher. You know, Texas is going to be able to move the ball consistently, score points, you know, with, with Jatavian Sanders and, and the running game and all of that stuff. They, man, they can, they can get those punches. They can rack up rounds. And if they can play their game and take it the distance, they've got a chance to win. But, man, Bama has got that, those knockout punches. And that's the thing I think that that where this game falls is can Quinn Ewers complete the deep ball? That's the thing that he's just been missing. He he couldn't do it really that effectively last year. He didn't do it very well in his first game. If he hits the big shots and doesn't have to rely on these you know grinding drives, then I think Texas has every chance to win this game. But man, with Milrow the way he played last week. With Bama being able to hit those big shots, if if they can do that and get Texas down early, then I think I think Bama could roll. Jeff, I get the impression, and again, I'm far away. You're a lot closer. That Texas is really playing this game up big in its schedule, maybe more so than any other game on the schedule. I know they say they want to go out with an uh, with a championship in the Big Twelve, but I get the impression, based on quotes, 
that they're placing a whole bunch of eggs in this contest. How demoralizing would it be if they don't win? Oh, I mean, especially after the way it went last year and and, and all of that, I think they definitely want to get this one. Obviously, you know, Sark is super fired up to take on the mentor, and we all know the record of, of uh, Nick Saban mentors versus, versus the master. So, um, you know, I, I think, yeah, Texas has been pointing to this game. I think they held a lot back last week. You know, some people say, oh, they didn't look that great against Rice. Well, you know, they're, they're working on stuff. That's, that's a scrimmage. And, you know, I think they're going to absolutely give it everything they have. They're going to pull out all the stops. They are going to, to do all that they can to win that game. But, man, going down to Tuscaloosa, because that's the difference. Last year the game was in Austin. This game, this game in Tuscaloosa with that crowd, you know, I, I think it's going to come down. There's just those key little matchups. You know, you've got Ethan Burke, the, the best Texas pass rusher, against a true freshman tackle. Now, he's really good. Uh, but a true freshman tackle playing in, a, in his first really big game for Bama, I think, could be big. Obviously, we'll see what Milrow can do. Can he deliver consistently? Uh, looked incredible last week. And, um, you know, the first Bama quarterback to have three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, but, again, can he be consistent? Can he hit the intermediate shots? We know he can hit the big ones. We know he can run. But can he hit the intermediate shots? And, and I think it's going to be – it's one of those games where – the stars are going to pop. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be such an electric atmosphere, and uh, you know, it, it comes down to who performs better when the when the the brights are the lights are brightest. Jeff Bauer, sports narrative. I hope this doesn't happen, but if you recall, in recent Alabama Texas games, and there haven't been many, the Texas quarterback, the starting quarterback, has had to leave the game. If that happens, who is the backup for the Longhorns? Gosh, you know what? That's a really good question. I know it won't be Arch Manning. Uh, let's see, God, what's that kid's name? They've got a kid behind him that's actually really good and has been and really pushing for a job. So I don't think we'll see him. I think Quinn Ewers has, has done a really good job of getting himself healthy. He looked great at the end of last season. Obviously, you know, getting knocked out of that game really kind of turned the tide there. Uh, I don't think it was a deciding factor. I think Bama still would would have won that game regardless. But man, I think it really made a big difference. Um, you know, look, the Texas O-line is, is better than it was last year. They've, they've got a year of age. That's probably one of the best lines in college football. And I would say the, the Bama pass rush, not quite as good as it was last year. I mean, we will see. I think, you, you know, you've got to have some of those kids, you know, you got to have Braswell and Turner and, and all of those guys really step up and be able to deliver that pressure. And, and you know, but the D-line's not – you know, some vaunted Bama D lines we've seen in the past. So I think Quinn Ewers will stick out the whole game. I think he'll, I think he'll make it the distance. And like you said, the big thing is, is will, is he able and willing to stand in there, take the, you know, make the deep shots and complete them. Cause that's the biggest part. Yeah. I was referring to, of course, as you mentioned, Ewers went out last year and then what? Oh, nine. It was McCoy that was sent to the sidelines. So wow. those are the only well, two games that I remember between Alabama and Texas. So Robinson's gone. He's with the Falcons. What's the running game look like for the Longhorns? Uh, they've got a pretty good little two-headed monster, um, and they were uh, very effective last week. You know, I, I think the, the running game's going to be good. Uh, I really like Jonathan Brooks. Uh, small little guy. Got, you know, got, some wick, uh, got some thickness, got some wiggle to him. 
Uh, I think him and Baxter are a good combo, and I, I think both of those guys are going to get a lot of touches. And, and like I said, that's the big thing is, you know, you're going to set up with, with the, the spread run option. They're going to try to really lean on them with that offensive line, and then you hit those shots in the middle to Jadavian Sanders. He moving the ball. I mean, he's probably the best skill position player on the whole field, I would say. Uh, you know, a guy that's going to be a first-round pick next year, most most definitely. And so you've got all of that. But the best pure player on the field, if he plays as we think he did and as he did last week, is Jalen Milrow. And obviously that can make a huge difference. Well, right now Alabama's best play is to throw a bad snap back there and just let him do his thing. So beware. <laughs> yes, the old fumble ruski, I think, is, uh, is they're going to pull that out a couple times this game. Uh, that'll be great. Yeah, Saban even plays his part. He acts like he's all upset and mad about it and uh, just to cause some confusion. <laughs> he sells it well, man. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, we all know Saban is an incredible actor. He's yeah. been in many movies. Yeah, and commercials. Holds his own. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Holds no his doubt. own. What's your prediction on the game, Jeff? Uh, man, I think this one's going to be an absolute barn burner. Um, I think we're going to see some of those deep shots connected. I think this is going to be, you know, I think it's going to be throwing haymakers, which I believe favors Alabama ultimately. Um, I think, you know, I'm a little worried about the injury concerns, obviously, in the Bama secondary with Monroe and, and some of those guys um, uh, being out, but. I think everybody's going to, you know, they're going to try to get everybody healthy as they can. This is a huge game. And uh, I like Alabama to edge it out. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I could see something, you know, 35-31, 38-35, something in that range where this becomes an absolute dogfight and and is definitely going to be worth the price of admission. Did you uh, predict Texas to win the Big 12? Yes, uh, because I'm not sure anybody else is going to be able to stand up to it. Um, you know, obviously we saw the deficiencies in TCU and them losing their offensive coordinator and their quarterback and all of that. Um, you know, I, I'm tech intrigues me, but not enough to do something. And OU, man, I just, I just can't buy in yet. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously they ran it up last week, but I, I just, I don't know if Venables has got it going up there just yet. So, yeah, I, I think Texas will uh, will walk to the Big 12, and this game right here is whether or not they're going to be actually around. You know where they'll be in the college football playoff, and and what what will determine their see their postseason is comes down to really this game right here. Hey man, we always appreciate you jumping aboard. Been far too long. Uh, enjoy the game, and uh, we'll be in touch. Yes, sir. Happy football, and we'll uh, get it all cranked up. That's Jeff Bauer, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of Alabama, Texas, want to let you guys know the place to be Saturday for the game, the Outsider, downtown Mobile. It's the ultimate Alabama watch party. You'll have an opportunity. WNSP guys will be out there. You will have an opportunity to score free WNSP t-shirt just for being there. That's just for showing up. Plus, you can enter to win an Alabama football jersey courtesy of the vault. We'll give one of those bad boys away. So come on by the Outsider, downtown Mobile. They got 22 TVs, beer specials, food from the Insider Food Hall. Uh, there's going to be music during the commercials. There's going to be a huge post-game party. So come hang with WNSP. It's the ultimate Alabama watch party this Saturday when the Crimson Tide hosts the Texas Longhorns. When we come back, uh, we'll see if we can catch up with Roy Hudson. Chris Stewart, speaking of Alabama, he will join us at 8 o'clock. 
um, and QB Country's own David Moore set to join us at 830. Uh, we'll wrap up our number two next right here on the sports station, WNSP and online at WNSP.com. Darius Owens, former Auburn football player and current CFL player. You're listening to WNSP. Just like that, we're wrapping up our number two here on a busy Wednesday. Thanks for hanging with us. The opening kickoff. All right. I want to welcome in a good friend of mine, a special guest who, now that he's back from touring around the world, Roy Hudson of Community Bank. Roy, welcome to the opening kickoff. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are y'all doing? Good. Before we Glad get to have football season back. Indeed sure. it is. Before we get to uh, Community Bank and all the good things that you are able to give to the public. Uh, I remember when Nick Saban was over in Italy and he talked about being recognized. Was that the case with you also? That Did anybody come up to you and recognize no, you? Not, not, not at all. Although I will say the last time I was over there, I did run into somebody from Mobile, but not this time. Uh, it was all just uh, being a tourist like everybody else over there. So nobody said, well, I remember hearing you on WNSP. That didn't happen this time then, huh? No, I was expecting that to happen, but it just never did. So that was the one part of my vacation, you know, that left a little sting, but the rest of it was beautiful. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you got back safely. All right. Uh, Community Bank, I think I've been there more in the last couple of weeks than you've been because you were away. Uh, what can you tell us that would entice our listeners to uh, take a look at it? I tell you, Lee, it's just, you know, we talk about this all the time. It's our team. We just have a well-trained, experienced bankers here that's willing to help everybody. And believe it or not, we're extremely busy this time of year. I was expecting it to slow down a little bit, but it hasn't. Uh, we're down at the beach. That's, a lot of people are building second houses. I guess it's, they're getting it ready for March. I guess if you start the project now, I, I guess when it gets warm again in, in March after the winter, your house will be ready. And we are seeing a lot of activity along the shore, and a lot of uh, people are building new office buildings. So the team is really busy right now. We're excited to help everybody. And I invite all your listeners to give us a call if they got a project they've been considering, or even on the deposit rates. We talk about that as well. The deposit rates are really good. So I invite your listeners in to come talk with one of our bankers and see how Community Bank can help them. What if they want to call and talk to you? Do you take calls? Yes, 338-7707. Ask for Roy, and I'm here to help. Thanks, Roy. I appreciate it. I'll be by to see you soon. You take care. Thank right. you. Thank you. All right, so we're going to talk to Chris Stewart coming up at 8 o'clock, David Morris, QB Country, 830. But now we'll talk to you guys at 694-1055. That's the number. Uh, we've uh, gone after the uh, – uh, we talked about the ridiculousness of where to seat the bands for college football games. You know, all the hard-hitting stuff. The Southern Miss coach saying that Florida State is that they're playing this week. Best team he's ever coached against. So that includes when he faced the 2021 Crimson Tide. Yeah, see, I don't place much emphasis in this because I know coaches go overboard on the team they're facing. I'm sure if you ask this guy, Hall, Billy Hall, I think you said his mm -hmm. name was during the summer, 
probably wouldn't have gone that deep. But now that they're facing Florida State, but yet you know what? I don't. They're ranked number four now. There's no need to really have to build them up after what people well, saw on Sunday night. You don't really have to go that deep to convince people that Southern Miss is going to be a big underdog. Well, maybe he's just bracing all those Southern Miss fans to let him let them know that his team just isn't very good. So now he's propping up Florida State so that when they get waxed by 50 or whatever, he'd be like, I told you they were really good. Well, I hope when that doesn't happen because this is a Sunbelt team that has a chance for an upset. I got news. Stop for, it. I got news for you, Lee. <laughs> stink. They stink. Oh, I, I uh, they might be fine, but they're, they're not going to beat Florida State. Nobody's saying, but you would have said the same thing about Texas State and Baylor. Fair enough. I think Florida State's a lot better than Baylor is, though. I think we can agree on that. So you're going for Southern Miss. You're rooting for no. Southern Miss. Well, I'd like to see them play them very competitively. I wouldn't mind if they beat them. It looks good for the conference. See, I'm unlike Michael Bronner. Michael Bronner will never, ever be in line for the commissioner of the SEC because all he cares about is Alabama. He doesn't care about the other teams. Well, some would argue that's the perfect qualification to be an Al- uh, to be the SEC commissioner. All, Just root all for those Alabama and don't root for the other Yeah, I mean, the office are in Birmingham. Teams. It's right there. Yeah. I, don't see, think, I, I root uh, for the SEC teams. I want to see them do well this week. I root for the Sunbelt team. Now, look, I'm not going into this game and thinking that they have a, a real good shot. No, they don't, but you never know. The Sun Belt has pulled off some remarkable upsets over the last few years. This may not be one of them, but like I said, you know, the fact that Texas State beat Baylor was an incredible win, 26-and-a-half-point underdog. So unlike you, Michael, I, I don't just root for just say, okay, I'm just going to pick this one team and hope everybody else loses. I could be commissioner of the Sun Belt. I don't think I could be commissioner of the SEC. Oh, well, I'm glad to know that you can recognize your limitations, sir. <laughs> got to say, no, Michael, let me say this. You got to start somewhere. Now, these commissioners of the SEC, like when Mike Slive took over, he had been uh, commissioner, what was it, the, uh, they had a different name at the time, the same league that Southern Miss was in. He was commissioner there. CUSA, Conference USA? Yes, that was it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Another Chick-fil-A for Han. I'm just rolling today, boys. Oh, and then, uh, a chance to get do one. you know where Greg Sankey, where he was commissioner before? The same conference that Lamar was in. Mm. The Big Sky. What? <laughs> no, that's a different conference, Mark. Good try. So you just lost one. You just lost one of your Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> no, uh, I remember he was the commissioner with Lamar. And then, he, of course, was an understudy to Mike Slive for many years before he before Mike uh, resigned and, and, and unfortunately passed away. But uh, that's when um, Greg Sankey took over, and many consider him the most powerful. Commissioner. But you don't know what conference it was. I'm trying to remember. All right, what so it if was. you don't know South the answer, then you can't. Well, no. You can't. You can't rescind mine because oh, as yes far I as can. you know, it was the Big Sky. I can, do, I can rescind <laughs> them because I have them. You don't. But they're not yours. Yeah, they are. They're not. Yes, they are. <sighs> they're all. They're all in my uh, uh, safe lock and key. Yeah. You'll never see them. Mm. It was Lamar. It was like the South Southland. Something. Southland, okay. I knew there was a South in there. Yeah, since whatever. it was Lamar. Whatever. Yeah, um, I could be like Big Ten commissioner too. Really, any Power Five commissioner. How so? What, what makes you think you're qualified for such a? Uh, it's not a matter of qualifications. I think any of them can do it. You know, 
What, what do you think? You just roll in and be like, hey, guys. Here's uh, my I'm resume. Gonna, here's my resume. Uh, I think we have the best conference, and we should get more teams in the college football resume. playoff. I See you next week. I used to be the uh, board op for WNSP. Uh, I don't have much regard for most teams except Alabama, but you can hire me. I can write. Well, that's, well. again, you know, that's why I couldn't do SEC. I, I recognize my limitations there. Hmm. Okay. Any other conference? Someone in the uh, app believes, um, do you think Cal will beat Auburn? No. Not now. Now, now. now that someone called you on it, not now. I re- you go read about it yesterday, Fidowski. I wrote about it yesterday, WNSP.com. By the way, you can get daily columns. Uh, yeah, I don't think Cal's going to beat Auburn. It is only a six-and-a-half-point spread, which I was surprised to see. It was a little bit closer than – Well, there Auburn's out there, so call it – it would have been – I mean, call it nine, right? You get three yeah. for being home, so it's more like nine. It's also at 9.30 p.m. Central time. Yeah, I think it's an tough. interesting game. Uh, do, do I think Cal's going to win? No. Could they win? Yeah. Sure. I mean, for some of the sure. things that we just mentioned, right? You're going out to the West Coast. You're playing at 930. Bro, that's rough. You're going to make that game, Lee. You're going to watch that whole game. I have said. Mark, I would like to say I would, but I'm not going to guarantee I'll make it to the end. Hmm. I have said a lot that, uh, you know, Auburn. <laughs> I'll say this. I'm glad that's. And this is not anything against Auburn. I'm glad that's the 930 game and not Alabama being the 930 game because I. Like I say, with with the schedule I lead, and as early as I get up in the morning, it, it gets tough to stay awake. Yeah. I, I try. You social butterfly, you. Cal- I, I did. I made it to the end of the Duke Clemson game. That's pretty. good. I just slept midway through it, and then woke up for the end. Cal rushed for 350 yards last week. Auburn's got a leaky rush defense. See, there it is. The real Bronner. Will I, the real Bronner, please stand up. Those are just those are facts. That I do think I reference. do think Auburn is going to win. Um, but you know, it's it's an interesting game, and I have said all offseason like they gotta start three and zero. They're not gonna lose to Sanford next week, obviously, but you know after they stink. Well, Sanford, you know, it is what it is. They're playing. We're Sanford. getting t-shirts made. They really gotta start three and zero because after that you got Georgia and LSU, and then I believe the two Mississippi. Did see where? What was it on one of those uh, games that they said Auburn's got the toughest schedule because they face five teams in the preseason? Top 25. There's no getting around. Here's the deal with, with Auburn. There's no getting around facing Alabama and Georgia. So arguably you're facing two of the top teams in the nation. Then you throw in, what was it, Ole Miss was ranked, I think. LSU was ranked. Texas A&M, were they ranked in the top 25? And I was just trying to tell somebody, okay, they start out like that, but by the time they face them, it doesn't mean some of these teams are going to be in the top 25. Uh, you got A&M on the road in week four uh, before you have Georgia and LSU. So, it, I mean, it's a it's a brutal schedule for Auburn. One of three teams that has to play Alabama. I'm curious about Auburn fans, whether they would be happy if you got to 7-5 and five this year. I have to believe they would based on what happened last year. If you get to 8-4, and four, you'd say, fabulous. But if you get to seven and five, if you can win those four non-conference games, in California being the most difficult, obviously being on the road, then that means you all you got to do is win three. And I think Vanderbilt's on their schedule, isn't it? I believe late in the year. Yeah, that would be five. Yes. So if you can, it's on the road though. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hour number two comes to a close. Chris Stewart's going to join us next. Uh, David Morris of QB Country in hour number three as well. It's a Wednesday edition. Continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. It's the opening kickoff right here on the sports station WNSP.
This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Hine, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. All right, just like that, hour number three. Thanks for hanging with us on this Wednesday edition. It's the opening kickoff. Mark, Lee, and Michael, all in the studios of WNSP. If you were listening uh, last year on radio to the zoo and WZEW for the Alabama-Texas game, you remember Chris Stewart was broadcasting the play-by-play. He'll still be watching the game and on the Alabama radio network this weekend. Chris, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you today? Gentlemen, I'm great. Hope y'all are doing well. As somebody who got to see Jalen Milrow a little bit last year and some of the uh, minor roles that he had, how much uh, progress did you see this week in the win over Middle Tennessee with Milrow as quarterback? You know, I, I saw a lot. Uh, and you're right, there was a lot of, you know, for lack of a better term, mop-up to you. But, you know, that A&M game was far from mop-up. It was it was the real deal and what he had to do um, – uh, you know, in some other ball games, was was pretty impressive. So I like uh, what we saw out of him, and and uh, you know, the big thing for me is looking, and there's no turnovers. Uh, and I say for me as if I matter, but <laughs> I just think for a lot of people that that was uh, that was really key to him because what he could do athletically it was kind of funny. I was standing in the end zone, um, the north end zone watching when the the snap went over his head on what was that the first or second drive yeah. of the game i guess it was the first one the snap went over his head and i literally turned to the guy next to me or didn't turn but i just said touchdown and sure enough he scoops up you know the ball with his back with his back to the uh, end zone he scoops it up and then goes and makes a play and and look the guy has become a very skilled quarterback he's far more than this but as we have seen he may be his most dangerous when a play breaks down and it's him one-on-one with whoever is trying to bring him down so uh, it's a dimension that is very very good to have when you need it you just hope obviously you don't need it that often but I think we saw and again, I know it's MTSU who's better than than people give them credit for. It's a solid program. It's not, you know, anywhere near on the par of Texas year in and year out. But it, it was a good opening test for this team, and they'll have to play better. But I think they will against the Horns this weekend. Man, you had me at you predicting Alabama touchdowns on broken down plays. Remind me to get lottery numbers from you before you get off the phone yeah. with us, Chris. Look, there's no telling how many that I get wrong, but that one I did. That one was said somewhat tongue in cheek, but I really did say it when it when it goes sailing over his head. I go touchdown. Chris, did you ever That's work out of what he's done? You've worked play by play all these years. Did you ever work commentary? Uh, and if so, did you ever call plays before they happen like that? First of all, no, I've not seen <laughs> plays before they happen in real in uh, in real game action. It's easy to be the armchair quarterback, but when there's no microphone uh, around you. But I did do color a few times earlier in my career. In fact, even for 
Alabama replays and a couple of pay-per-view games 20, good grief, 25 years ago with David Crane. And uh, we were we were the combo, and I really wasn't an analyst. I was just the second play-by-play guy. But it was, you know, it was something that I enjoyed doing. I did that in an emergency situation on, a, I think, an Appalachian State-Troy game um, for – Gosh, I can't. Even, I think that may have been the old Sports South. I filled in. Somebody was supposed to be there to do the color. I was going to be the sideline guy, and there was a miscommunication, and the color guy didn't show up. And next thing you know, I'm in the booth. So uh, yeah, I've done it. A few, I've done it a few times, but it is not optimal to have a guy whose last football game took place when he was a ten year old to be your uh, breaking down your analysis on the fly like that. So a miscommunication in a communication company, huh? Who would have thunk it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Human error. Nice. Chris, what's going to be your role on Saturday? Uh, same as it was. I'll do the pregame interview with Coach Saban, and uh, I will hang out, watch the ball game, and then when it's over with, I will interview him for the uh, – for the TV show, we'll take that in the studio, the um, Crimson Tide Production Studio, which is fantastic facility in the north end zone of the stadium. When the game's over, he finishes up uh, talking to the team as soon as the game's over with and then goes and meets with uh, the media and then he meets with his recruits that are there and there will be a ton of them. And then he will make his way up to the CTP studios and we'll knock out the show and and he'll be done with that. So let me ask you, after, during the uh, the halftime as Nick was coming off and it was Cole Kublik on the uh, interview and he asked him about Jalen Milrow and, and Nick kind of just blew it off and said, well, you know, he's got a lot of help out there. What, what was his response after the game in an interview with you, did he change his tune a little bit and, and heap some praise on Milrow? He did. He really did. There was a, a good bit. Uh, and I, But also, you've got to remember that is, you know, when you're doing the TV show, there's a little conversation, not about necessarily what he's going to say because he's the coach, but, but there's some, you know, I'm not throwing him any curveballs. We discuss before we do it what uh, we want to cover in a specific segment of that show. So he's, he's got at least a moment to, to think about the route he wants to go and the message that he wants to deliver with, with that particular segment and certainly as it relates to, to Jalen. And I don't remember specifically what he said in the moment, but yeah, he was very complimentary of him. And, and obviously when you look at what transpired, uh, it's understandable that he would be. Jalen played a heck of a football game. Let's say he did in his press conference talk about some of the defensive backs who are day-to-day. If they can't play, does Alabama have depth? Because Texas apparently is more versed in their passing game this year than their running game. Yeah, look, there's there's depth in terms of guys that can play the position, guys that are talented. We know that. I mean, this is a a roster that's, uh, you know, loaded up with four and five stars. But that doesn't necessarily translate to experience. And that's one of the keys or 
one of the pluses for Alabama. It wasn't just the talent. It was the experience level. And so if you're missing a guy or two, then you're not as strong in that regard. But that's why they're constantly working, trying to get guys ready and get them in, get them in, I say shape, and I don't mean necessarily physical shape because they are, but the um, get them prepared for what they're going to face. And it will be a, you know, it's going to be a tough challenge. And you want to make sure your guys aren't, um, aren't getting burned and making that tough. But hopefully, you know, you're going to get those guys back and healthy and ready to go. Chris, we always appreciate you coming aboard, my friend. It should be a great one this weekend. We're looking forward to it. Uh, have a great game, and let's do it again next week, sir. Guys, always appreciate the opportunity and, and uh, appreciate so much. Uh, that's making it possible for me to be here and, and uh, love having a chance to visit with you. Saturday ought to be really, really special, a lot of fun. I just hope it's not 1,050 degrees the way it was in uh in Austin last year when we, when the two teams played. In early September? No way. No way. No, of course not. Of course <laughs> not. See you guys. Have Thanks, a great Chris. Week. Appreciate it. Uh, speaking of, if you're not going to the game, uh, may I recommend an alternative destination for your Crimson Tide viewing pleasure? That would be the ultimate Alabama watch party uh, at the Outsider, downtown Mobile. That's right. WNSP will be there. You'll have an opportunity to score a free WNSP t-shirt just for being there. In addition, you will have a chance to enter for a chance to win an Alabama football jer jersey, courtesy of the vault. Of the vault, but go out to the Outsider uh, downtown Mobile. Got a lot of great uh, amenities over there. Twenty-two TVs. Um, we got the giveaway, beer specials, great food. There's going to be some uh, music during the commercials. There's going to be a post-game party. So come for the party, or come for the party. Get there early for the game. Whichever way you want to do it, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's the Alabama Watch Party this Saturday at the Outsider. Go check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. We encourage you to attend. Scoreboard traffic weather is next coming up at 830. We're going to talk to our good friend David Morris over at QB Country. Uh, stay with us. Plenty left here on a Wednesday edition. It's the opening kickoff right here on the Sports Station WNSP. Craig, and I'm listening to Michael K on the broadcast uh, as John Carlos Stanton hits career home run number 400, the fourth fastest to 400. Want to call in now Sarah Bumgardner from Rich's Car Wash. Rich's Car Wash with many locations around the greater Mobile area. Sarah, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Lee. Good. How are you doing? Doing wonderful, Sarah. Of course, the public relations uh, director for uh, Rich's Car Wash. And you were telling me that you've got a connection now with South Alabama. What's that all about? Yes, we are so excited. We are officially a proud partner of South Alabama Jaguars. And what does that entail now? How will that affect the public? 
So we are going to be sponsoring some fun things at the home football games. So you'll have to definitely attend those games and see what happens. Um, and then we also have um, a fun little giveaway that we're doing. You know, you can go to our website and sign up and you can win a chance, uh, get a chance to win car washes for a year at any of our locations. Well, so all you have to do is go to the website. That sounds like a great deal. Yeah, so you just go out the go to the website, fill out the form with your info, and uh, after the last game of the Jags home games, we'll do a little drawing and announce the winner. Sounds great. Hey, let me ask you, how many locations in the greater Mobile area now for Rich's Car Wash? So we currently have 10 locations, and we are officially moving dirt at Azalea and Highway 90. I know a lot of people have been wondering about that, but we're officially breaking ground. <laughs> And also in Baldwin County, you got a couple too. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So we, you know, we have locations in Mobile, Baldwin County, Spanish Fort, Daphne, Robertsdale, um, just anywhere that our local, you know, family would need to ride and get their car washed while they're working or shopping or, you know, getting out, go to the beaches and coming back. We want to make it convenient. Um, you know, if you get the unlimited wash club. You get the tag in your car, and you can ride through any riches with that um, one monthly payment and enjoy all of our different locations. And I assume sometimes you can also clean out those cars too, right? Vacuum cleaner and everything like that? Yes, yes. We have on-site vacuum cleaners, uh, towels and window spray. We have free air fresheners. And most all of our locations now, we're trying to get all of them there, but all of them have the mat cleaner where you can take out your floor mat run them through, and they'll clean them for you, and then you just pop them right back in your car. Got to so say. the whole car will be clean. Got to say, pumped <laughs> about the Azalea location there. I know that sign's been there for a minute or two. And also, I would argue that Lee should get half off because it's a Prius, and it's a really small car. You're really only, you're only, you're only, you're only washing half the car. <laughs> yeah, but I heard he does a lot of driving, so he's probably mm. got a lot of, you know, love bugs and dirt. And <laughs> that is an excellent <laughs> he point. He get to all these all these games and all these uh, interviews. <laughs> That's right. Sarah, we really appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We'll talk yeah, to you soon. We all right. appreciate working Enjoy with you Enjoy the all. day. I mentioned about the inside of the car. I was actually going to stop the interview, but with Michael having everybody stinking out there, I thought it was only right <laughs> that there is a way to avoid that stench, and that's to go to uh, Rich's Car Wash and get your car cleaned out. Yep, clean it out, drop a couple air fresheners in there. You won't even know you had football players in there. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. You have a wonderful day. You're welcome, guys. Bye-bye now. Too. All right, so uh, we're going to talk to David Morris coming up here in just a little bit. You guys can jump in now if you'd like at 694-1055. And a reminder, if you missed any of our interviews, including James Miller, the South Alabama linebacker who joined us earlier today, you can go and find this show wherever you find your favorite podcast. Just go to uh, WNSP now right there on Spotify and listen to us to your heart's content. All right. Um, so we're going to talk to David Morris. We already got one lucky listener qualified for the uh, Alec Naiman uh, catering party. We already given the Chick-fil-A. But fear not. We're going to do it again tomorrow. So if you just joined us and you're like, oh, man, I was waiting Win some fried deliciousness. Hey, speaking of winners, did we get a winner on the Chick-fil-A? Not only did I not get a winner, I didn't get a caller. What? You know why? Because no one knew the answer. Or maybe it was the topic. Just just saying. I'm just spitballing here. Oh, I think those two things go hand in hand. I think I think maybe that's what it was. I think if you were going to stay on topic, it needed to be more Major League, Sandlot, Natural-esque. 
You know, if you ask a question about Roy Hobbs, I bet your phones light up. Just, just throwing it out there. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to think of who played the manager of uh, Roy Hobbs. Wilford team. Brimley. Well, you weren't supposed to give it away. Well, you asked, so I win another one. I'm up three today. Michael, how how many do you have today? Have you won any today? Shervanian's getting taken to the cleaners I think, here. I think I've won three uh, today. Yeah. So not only does everybody stink, but he's just flat out liar. Now he's just like <laughs> lying to your face. I think I've won one. Maybe. I'm beginning to wonder who likes free items more. Like, who has a desire to earn? It's, it's Bronner giving Lee a run for his money it's, here. It's, There's I, desperation I'm in Bronner's voice. Say, Michael, it's, years it's, ago. It's absolutely me. Years ago, it might have been me, but times have changed, and I'm okay. I, he's probably Michael, because when you're, you're single, and you're, you know, but it, it, it helps. He's got himself a, a, a little gal pal. Yeah, I'm not single, but you're I, not married, are you? Well, you don't have kids, I'm do not, you? I'm not married. I don't have kids. Well, one day, hopefully, but uh, he doesn't have any kids that he knows about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I definitely, uh, I definitely enjoy my free things. Lee. Some Chick Fil A is always appreciated. Both from Jersey, both have a thing for free things. Do we have Chick Fil A in Jersey? Do yeah. we? Yeah, it was a really big deal when the one opened in my town, but uh, yeah, Good it's times. it's all over the place now. <laughs> David Morris is next. The opening kickoff continues with Lee and Little Lee. I'm Mark. Stay with us. Just carving up that Clemson defense on Monday night. Welcome back in. It's the opening kickoff. Mark and Lee and Bronner right here on the Sports Station WNSP. Really appreciate David Morris from QB Country taking time out from getting uh, quarterbacks ready for the draft. Uh, David, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you today? Doing great. How are you guys? So when you see Riley Leonard, who you've worked with, running like he did and scoring that touchdown, what goes through your mind? You know, he's doing what he did in high school, and uh, lots of time that stuff translates, right? And looks like he's, uh, you know, real comfortable playing football. That, that was probably the best defense he'll play against all year. So I think um, I think they got a really good football team. They look fast. They look strong. He's uh, And he played really, really smart football. But, yeah, that run was incredible. But he did a lot of that, you know, last year, and he did a lot of that in high school. Yeah, I remember in his freshman year at Duke when he was a backup, he, he I think, because I talked to him about it, he made like a 63 or 64-yard TD run, so it's not uncommon. David Cudcliffe was on yesterday, and he talked about the possibility of Riley when he comes out being a first-rounder. Now, you work with, obviously, Daniel Jones of the uh, – Giants, who was a first-round pick, can you offer any comparisons? Do you do you see that in Riley Leonard, the possibility of being a first-round draft pick when he decides to leave Duke? Well, yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Like, 
I mean, it's not just me and Coach Cut. I mean, uh, the Athletic has him at the ninth pick overall. Um, I want to say PFF has him at tenth overall. Uh, the, both those have him as the third quarterback taken, which is after you know those projections, which don't mean anything, but after Caleb Williams and Drake May, um, and then Mel Kiper came out and said he's the twentieth pick overall in the first round. So. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people starting to say, man, this kid's a heck of a football player. But it doesn't surprise me. He, he has the talent. Um, he's got to keep developing, keep growing, um, and, 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 you know, kind of stack good days and, and good games. And, um, but, yeah, if he has a good year, he, he's a first-round draft pick, but he has another year of eligibility, so he could easily come back. So it's a little premature to have those conversations, and, um, you know, especially after one game. But, yeah, he, he has the talent and the leadership intangibles to, to do that, absolutely. He's David Morris over there at QB Country. He joins us here on WNSP. I think we're missing a great marketing opportunity for you, David. I think we have to take that play that you heard coming in and tell everybody that he learned to run like that at QB Country. This is part of the quarterback experience here in Mobile. Not only do we throw it, teach how to throw it, we throw you how to run it, too. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say that's more genetic. Uh, but uh, she comes from two good athletes and, yeah. and just a great family. Um, although there's a great clip of an interview I did uh, right before signing day, his senior year, and uh, saying, "Hey, if he has time to, de- you know, he's going to have time to develop now. He's not in basketball." And you know, I, pre- I predicted we're going we're gonna to be doing a pro day at Duke in four years, and he'll be a first-round draft pick. So wow. I did see it early. I did see it early. I'll send it to you guys. It's pretty good. Uh, still premature. But, yeah, I mean, the guy's athletic, right? Unbelievable. And, um, you know, obviously his, his, his basketball days only contributed to that type of athleticism and competitiveness. But in all seriousness, do you guys ever – I mean, when you, when, you, when you train guys at all levels, how much of the conversation is not necessarily run like Riley Leonard, but how much of it is uh, having the awareness and, 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 and do, you, do you teach them to run a different way because they are a quarterback to protect themselves more so than you would a running back or a wide receiver? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a huge part of what we do is just pocket pocket movement yeah uh what happens when the play breaks down um we condition after every uh session and that doesn't matter if you're in fourth grade or uh or you're nfl all pro like we, we're gonna run a lot and so yeah i mean look you know people's <laughs> you know gait and uh and their speed development is we do speed development around here and change the direction as well but um that's a different conversation but yeah i mean the guy's an incredible athlete and uh, and he's worked really hard at it. So, uh, and again, like I think he's going to get faster because he's, uh, you know, as he gets more like legitimate speed training, he's going to become a better, more mechanically sound runner. David Morris from QB Country. David, at what age was Riley Leonard when he first came to see you? What did you just what? And this might be something you can give out there for any quarterbacks that come to see you. Where did you start working with him and and when did you start seeing that, you know, this kid's got some potential? Yeah, so um, started working with Riley in fifth grade. It's funny, I told his dad this other day. Chad uh, is still in my phone. Is Chad Leonard Riley, or QB Chad Leonard, uh, you know, dad, Riley, fifth grade, for a, you know. So it's, a, it's kind of a fun little thing. I'm not going to change it. It's a good reminder of. You know how basically it's a good reminder of what we believe in and, and what we love to do, and that's develop you know, kids and um, help grow them up and 
um, and kind of be with them along the way. We don't chase five stars. We don't chase big recruits. We don't chase NFL guys. We just we just kind of train the guys that we train, and we've been fortunate to have a lot of guys that you know come through our uh, program. And uh, and then you know we've gotten better over the years of just having programs for guys as they become you know better and better and in the entire level of football. But it's 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 special because you know what he's been through and you know all he's overcome and and you also know um how how hard he's worked and so you know the, you're getting kids when they're real young like that and then just seeing them grow up and uh, and achieve you know some of their childhood dreams it's 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 honestly it's kind of priceless so let me ask you this what does he need work on all of it i mean he's got to work on everything uh you know he's he's got to become a better quarterback in every phase of, of of the game i mean you know i mean um it never stops he's not complacent in this off season we spend a lot of time on just you know feet and mechanics and arm strength and you know t-spine and hip and shoulder separation and you know all these things you know anticipation i mean like you you're never there and uh but i'll tell you this he he won that football game the other night not necessarily by himself at all right but like there, there were just really good quarterback plays, you know, when he threw the football away. Yeah. On second down, on third down. Um, people don't realize that you force those things in there, it's a pick six, it's a turnover. It changes the the game. And so, like, he played quarterback really well the other night. And, um, in fact, he managed it all so well emotionally, too. Even after the big run, you didn't see him hooping and hollering. You didn't even see him, you know, hooping and hollering. Uh, screaming after you know tough plays or, or fumble, you know the fumble and like anyway, he, the guys the guys an absolute pro, but he has he has a long way to go everywhere, and that's the exciting thing about Riley Leonard is he's just going to continue to get better and better. Yeah, I thought interesting point because I you know obviously we sit here and we notice those ones that he throws away, but even the ones he didn't throw away. To your point about him being able to see the field. There were even a couple of comments by the guys calling the game about the ones he did complete were in such tight windows. So for him to know which ones to kind of fit in there, for lack of a better term, and which ones to get rid of, that that's a fine line there. But he seemed to manage that uh, really well last the other night. He anticipated really well, you know, on on curls and stops. Yeah, uh, which is just you know you better throw it on time or else it's it's a bad it's a bad memory, um, and so. I think, yeah, I mean, he, he's going to get better every game. I'll say that this offseason he made major, major strides um, across the board just just in his growth, uh, external rotation. Uh, we call it lay, like the ability, you know, to kind of whip in your arm. But then also, again, you know, kind of his hip and shoulder mobility uh, where, where he's really all of a sudden there's more range of motion. There's more complementary stuff going on below the hips, above the hips, and then the sequence of it all tying together and being complimentary is uh, he, he really made strides. And, and he's just going to get better and better each game. So if they can stay healthy and he can stay healthy, you're going to see a guy grow a lot this year. But like I said earlier, there's, um, you know, there's just always room to improve. David Morris of QB Country. David, I'd like to get your take on this Sunday night's Giants-Cowboys game. You've worked a lot. It's been documented on this show with Daniel Jones. Cudcliffe brought it up about Daniel Jones, the former Duke quarterback. Just signed a huge contract with the Giants, so they're really banking on him. Just some thoughts about that. And have you ever worked with Dak Prescott? 
No, but we we trained his backup, uh, Cooper Rush. Um, so we've trained Cooper for I've trained Cooper for a long time, and now he trains out of our Dallas location. Um, I think Dak's a really really good football player. He's uh, I would say his best attribute is I mean he's very athletic, but he he's got incredible touch, and um, you'll see him just layer a ball in there that's just incredible. You know, I'd say he has some of the best touch in in, in football. But yeah, I mean, back to Daniel. Couldn't be more proud of Daniel. He's uh, he'll be a better football player this year. He's grown so much. He had a great off season. Never stops. Never complacent. You know, I think we were training a couple of days before uh, he signed his contract, and then we're training a couple of days after. So it's um, you know, and he worked out. You know, every day this summer. You got to tell him to slow down. Giants are gonna be better this year. I think the Giants win on Sunday night, and I think they. Uh, you know, they stay healthy up front. I think they got a real chance to be a good football team. On Monday Night Football, do you watch the regular game uh, with Buck and Aikman, or do you watch the Manning cast? I watch the Manning cast. Have you been on that show yet? I have not. And that's no, what I'm wondering. Not. Why not? Why haven't they I had... Mean, I, well, I just think there's probably some... some <laughs> better talent out there than... No than way! This, and I think mean, there's probably some some bigger name recognition that would steal viewers from the other, uh, from the regular, you know, ESPN uh, broadcast. But no, I mean, love those guys and you know, close friends of mine. And uh, and yeah, maybe one day we'll see. I, I cannot believe it. I mean, you're so tied in with the family. You run the camp. You develop those quarterbacks, Peyton and Eli. Now, come on. You deserve a shot. Uh, yeah, well, you know, maybe you're right, Lee. Well, why don't you send them a note and let's see if we can make it happen. I think we will do that. He ain't paying for the postage on that note. Hey, uh, David, before we let you go, I do want to ask you, because I know you're busy. We've been talking a lot about uh, different quarterback situations. Generally speaking, how would it play out, or how do you think it plays out in the psyche of a quarterback if you go two-quarterback system, and and I'll cite Auburn here, because it worked in game one, where you got one guy that takes you down to the red zone, and then you automatically take him out. To, to bring in a different type of quarterback, a different package. How does that guy that gets you down to that point feel about getting pulled before you can hit pay dirt? Is that an issue? Can that be an issue? It can be. You got to have two selfless guys, specifically the one that got, got you down there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a rhythm thing, but also it's a communication thing. So if, um, if there's great communication, uh, pre-game and, and, you know, the week of preparation about, hey, th- you know, this is what's going to happen when we get in the red zone or when we get down, uh, you know, in scoring position. <clears throat> and then everybody understands it. They get it. And uh, it's something that both quarterbacks can comprehend because they, they've they been told. And so I think it's just all about, you know, communicating it to, bo- to both guys. David, if you were a coach, though, would you advocate a system like that where you actually have a quarterback that takes you down the field and then – insert another quarterback inside the red zone or inside the 10-yard line? Is that something that you feel I mean, would work? I mean, I, look, I, I think it's, you can't really say that unless you know who your personnel is. So I would say typically no, but, I mean, if you got a guy that can really put a defense in a bind down there, then, yeah, you know, it just every situation would be different. Hey, man, great stuff. Uh, we had uh, Jake Coker on uh, Friday, so I gave you props for um, 
for offering a geriatric class where all these old timers come in and get a good workout in. But before we let you go, tell everybody who might be interested in having uh, their uh, their child learn more about the uh, the the position of quarterback, how they might uh, get more information. Yeah, well, first of all, I love old Coker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we call that we, we call we call that class the unimpressive adult workout. Yeah. Uh, but in, anyway, uh, you should join. You fit right in. Mark. <laughs> um, My insurance doesn't cover such uh, things, David. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll get, no, uh, yeah, go to qbcountry.com and uh, and you can find everything you need to know there. And uh, appreciate you guys having us on, David. Before you go, you mentioned about Leonard coming in fifth grade. How young do you? Will you take a, uh, a kid that wants to learn? How, what's the youngest age? Yeah, we start in fourth or fifth grade. I mean, usually it's, uh, it kind of depends on the season. But, yeah, fourth, fifth grade is when we take them. And we got a lot of guys in, in, you know, kind of in training right now uh, that fit that mold. And it's fun. It's, uh, it's good for me as a coach. It slows down. Things slow down. It's good for my eye. It's good for my patient development and, and other things. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. All right. Well, if you get that patience down, offer uh, hydration, electrolytes, and a buttload of Advil, maybe I'll come out there and hang with you and Coker one time. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Hey, man. Uh, hey, we, thank you, guys. We appreciate it and everything you do for high school sports in the area, man. Thank you. Hey, you got it, Mark. That's uh, David Morris, QB Country. One final segment, closing ceremonies. We'll give you a sneak peek into tomorrow's show as well. The opening kickoff continues right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Hey, this is Julian Zeus McClurkin with the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, and my favorite station is WNSP Sports Radio 105.5 FM. Thanks to uh, David Morris of QB Country for uh, always uh, having some time for us. Great stuff. And for the record, I agree with you, Lee. Record this. I agree with Lee. He should totally be on uh, the Manning cast. Could you imagine the stories he could tell that would make both Eli and Peyton incredibly uncomfortable during the segment he was on? I wasn't sure if he was or not because I haven't caught every Manning cast, but they, they they pride themselves on getting these celebrities, but quite frankly, David's made a name for himself with this QB country and these quarterbacks that are coming out. He's worked with so many of them that if you're going to talk quarterbacks as Eli and Peyton, plus he runs the Manning camp now. Right. And look, dude was the roommate to Eli Manning, the most popular athlete on Ole Miss's campus. You don't think they've got stories? Oh, we got to like get into the next that 30 next time. Hey, you know what? We got to get into that next time. Yeah. Well, if he's still listening, he's probably never going to come on again now with, with uh, knowing that he's going to get bombarded with questions about the social aspect of being at Ole Miss and rooming with Eli Manning. Uh, what you got cooking oh, for tomorrow, big guy? I am really excited about tomorrow's show. I All really, right. really am. All right. Um, no pressure. Who were you most concerned about after the Monday night game? The, the one that you were, like, really wondering if he would survive the crowd coming out onto the field. Come on, think. Tom Luganville. He'll be on. Ooh. He is scheduled to be on with us tomorrow. Another Chick-fil-A for me? That's four. <laughs> I'm killing it. I was about to say it. Oh, man. This, by the way, someone got it. Jimmy. Congratulations, Jimmy. You've won one. I've got four. So Tom Luganville is scheduled it's to not join a us in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we can talk about that. He was on the sideline. 
when the 40,000 plus. We've got Eli Gold getting ready to call the Alabama game this coming uh, Saturday. I've got somebody from Burnt Orange. Burnt Orange, okay? Plus Paul Feinbaum. Wow, we're going to be busy. We'll continue to give away. uh, We won't have as much time. I'm sorry, Michael. I apologize. We won't have as much time to do your stinkeroo reports. Stinkaroo. I mean, there's not nothing's gonna change from tomorrow from today. Yeah, so. a lot could happen. You never know. I mean, it's a whole news cycle. I mean, you could argue it's two news cycles. Somebody will pop up. And the reason I used baseball questions because they're sometimes harder than what you guys have been doing. Where guys have been calling on the first call. Therefore, I have more of these cute uh, these gift cards to give away to you guys instead of our listeners. And Mark and I. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Now well, you're not eligible for the name and tailgating party, though. Keep that in mind. Well, I could be invited by the. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, it's just want, a prediction. You want to bet? Well, Ooh, I'm another only, bet. I'm only go- another bet. <laughs> I'm only going on the fact that Mark and I have been doing this how many years now? Ten, five. I, I don't know. We never. We, we have never been invited. Out. So if we haven't been invited. Why would you be invited? I, I think we have, have pra- actually. Have you practically begged to be invited? No, no we don't beg. We're not. We don't. You know, on our hands yeah, and knees, we I don't have no bed. shame. Ugh. I'm liking you less and less. <laughs> and I'm going to be right. I, you know, should I even say this on the air? Of course, it's the best Pro- stuff. If Mark, not. if Mark wanted a tailgating party or something, I just call Alec and he'll just do it for us. I could have him do the, the question is, for would us. we invite Michael Bronner to our tailgate if uh, we had a tailgate? I don't know. It, it's so unbecoming to be to beg. <laughs> I don't, I don't even want to come to your tailgating party. Of course oh, you yeah, do. Yeah, sure course you, you do. Because you have nobody else is going to invite you. I'll ain't have, no, ain't no party like a tailgate party because a tailgate party don't stop. I have my own. Mark, yeah. where's It'll the be best tailgate party you've ever been to? It's got to be somewhere in Louisiana, right? I would think. Yeah, I mean, we, I would if, say you can get, if you can get a fried crawfish pie, chances are it, that's going to be pretty I'm tough not to one that's really into that stuff, but I will tell you the time I attended that LSU-Auburn game back in the 90s, and they, I just went around. It was amazing. They were so friendly. And said, hey, we have some gumbo here. Hey, we have some jambalaya here. Okay, that's fine. Do you realize when you say 90s, it's we're closer to the year like 2050 than we are 1990. I'm doing the quick math. Is that about right? Yeah, that is right. Uh, 1990s. And I'm a guy, like when you refer to the 80s and 90s, I feel like that was like last week. Bro, that was like 30 years ago. It is. You're See, right. I got a user in the app right now who's invited me to his house already and has season tickets to the Saints and just invited me there too. So okay. yeah, I mean I think I don't want to I don't want to rain on your parade. On side. But if I got some anonymous guy yeah. inviting me to his house. This is Fidowski we're talking about. Um Do you know this person, Michael? No, only through the app. Would you look him up before? Look, guys, we want you to <laughs> We want you to. We he want says you to. It's safe. We want you to. <laughs> sure, if sure. That, if that doesn't inspire, w- w- says the predator. W- would yeah. You go, hey, would you take a German Shepherd with you just to be safe? Uh, I mean, what are we talking about? Somebody you don't know, you would actually go over there. Probably, probably not. You got to show up, bro. At some we w- want y'all to. Event. We want y'all to love us, but not love us. Get it? I'd maybe go to a Saints game. We got to pick a game that. Uh, the Man, Patriots he's trying to wind and dine you. Patriots don't play at the same time. We. D- I've mm. turned down Saints tickets because the Patriots are playing at the same time before. Well, you're just an idiot, then. Ah, well, say what you want. I haven't missed the Patriots. You game stink, Bronner. 
Thought it was Patriots games. <sighs> I am less likely to cheer for the Patriots. I'm being honest. I'm less likely to cheer for a team if I w- interact with somebody that, like, that's our whole All right, life. Michael, let me that's ask you a true. question because – uh, Do you get that, though? Yeah. Do, you, do you see that? Like, Michael. I don't want – I have no desire to go to New Jersey. When Brady left – Because of that. All right, when Brady left, and obviously the question became <laughs> who was more responsible for the championships, Belichick and Brady. I always thought it was Brady. I will stand by that. What do you think? I hate that question. Why? I, I it mean, stinks? It's a bad question? <laughs> it is. I mean, I think it's a very you know me- it, media-driven question. I don't, it's I don't, so obvious. I don't think one could have done it without the other. I disagree uh, with you. So. Would Brady have been successful elsewhere? Sure. I don't think he would have would have seven Super Bowl rings. Uh, you know, I think Belichick is a good. Co- you know, I think they're. Well, were I you th- happy when Belichick let him go? Because that's basically what happened. Well, of course, I wasn't happy, uh, and I wouldn't say he let him go. He I basically think, let him go. Kraft wanted to keep him. I think things but had he gave in. Oh, he gave in to Belichick. You're lucky the you're lucky the bumper music came. But, yeah. Uh, hey, the um, relationship had run its course. Michael, have fun on your date. I mean, you know. <laughs> When you <laughs> when you go to the Saints game, well, we're gonna have to figure out it. Make sure he buys you dinner first. All right, that does it for another edition well, of I the think, uh, opening I think kickoff. He should buy dinner if this guy's giving him tickets. He should buy him the dinner. Come yeah. on. As long as those are the only services uh, being given, Ugh. I don't need any other information. What you do on your time is your business, Bronner. Let's wrap it up here. All right, let's wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow. Until tomorrow at six. See ya.